love this fucking art, y'all. I love the snakes. I have snakes in your bedroom. I, got, I have more. I have more snakes coming in the mail. I'm very excited. Are you gonna put them over your bed? Uh, they are over the bed. They oh. are the, the 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 snakes and the flowers and the bedusa are over the bed. It's a very nice. It's a thing. It's very. It's a very nice aesthetic. Have you have have you brought anybody over to kind of experience this aesthetic to kind of to to kind of gauge the reaction? Uh, I've had, that's I've had two positive reviews. All so. Right. Yep. Well, there you go. Don't let anybody tell you you can't have naked snake ladies over your bed and it not be okay for that to be there during sexy time. There you go. No, I haven't gotten the naked snake lady yet. That's the one coming in the mail. Oh, so that that's still, like, not fully treaded ground yet. <laughs> we're still we're still waiting on the, the, the official reactions for naked snake lady. But it's probably going over the computer, so it doesn't, like, all <laughs> concentrate around the bed. Yeah, like, it all being around the bed might send, like, a real weird message. I don't know. No, 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 I, no. I, I, I think it's nice. Yeah, right? I think it's very I tactful. I definitely thought the first two or the, the first two or three, that's definitely intentionally sending a message. <laughs> yeah, like, I, <laughs> I don't know how you can, you know, act like that's not sending a message. Yeah, I don't know how you could be honest with yourself, you know. Welcome to SoxCast, episode 139! How's it going, everybody? Hey, let me take care of some business up front with regards to what may be a bit of a programming change for oh, our podcast. Right. Yeah, um, so nothing's set in stone yet. I'm hoping that will be done so sooner rather than later, but uh, there will probably be a point sometime in the near future where the SoxCast will have to go on hiatus for a month or two because I am in need of a dental procedure, and I don't know what I'm going to sound like <laughs> with regards to after that's done, and I don't know if I'm going to want a podcast. Um for 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 a for for a month or two after all of that's done, I, and I need to get some follow up stuff done too. So, you know, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of it or anything, but kind of watch the website, uh, watch the RSS feed. When I find out what's going on, I'll do sort of an announcement mini thing there uh, for people who don't, uh, you know, for people who don't visit the site and, and just use the RSS feed to get your podcast news. I'll put something there too. So. Uh, yeah, that that'll hopefully be a thing here uh, very soon. So I don't know when that's happening yet. Uh, I'm just gonna hope that it's happening soon. Yeah, y'all know how you know, American insurance is and all that fun shit. So wait for authorization on everything and hope for the best. But I've been told things should be good to go. We just hopefully need to get things scheduled. So that's that. Uh, oh. So just just thought I'd get that out of the way, so it's not a big surprise. But yeah, look look watch watch the site for something more concrete on that, uh, and hopefully near future. Thank you for the update. Yeah yeah. So to me, to my immediate virtual right, pushing to the red as he jams his fist in. <laughs> it's red. It's red. Don't worry. It's a very it's a very gentle <laughs> fist. It's a very I love it when you I love it when you make yourself crack up with them. <laughs> I just man, it's one of those things where I don't know if I should imagine the, I should explain the image that just goes in my head. <laughs> it's a pretty straightforward image. It's a straightforward image, but then Rhett added it's a gentle fist. <laughs> well, so I'm... my like 
snake and like what are you doing are you just like opening the ass like a soda can first and then gently just don't, don't ask me ask kibiki yeah she is the one gently jamming <laughs> the king of the gentle fist tournament yeah god <laughs> This podcast is stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> this podcast is art. Can you believe that there are people out there that think you need studio equipment for the bullshit we do? <laughs> and I say this as somebody who is an audio snob <laughs> to the highest degree. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My my podcast sounding the way that it does is no way bothers me. <laughs> we know what we produce here. It, you find this and you go outside every every Monday morning. You find this in the dumpster. You pull it out and you nurse it back to health like a little baby bird. And then you send it off. And in two weeks, another one's laying there for you. And you don't know how. God put it there. That's what happened. God works in mysterious ways. Rhett, are you ready for a podcast? Barely. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're both there. We were both. We were, we were talking about how... How we were both just kind of ready to take naps. Like I just it's, got up. From, I just got up from a thirty-minute nap, literally two yeah. minutes before we jumped on the call. I took I, a walk because I spent all uh, morning and afternoon laying in bed or on the couch playing a game. And then I was like, "Fuck! I need to go outside, or I will, before I podcast, or my body yeah. will die." I went so grocery I shopping. Nice I went there grocery shopping, and it was like ninety out. Yep. It's very hot here too. Yes. Yeah. I did a picnic yesterday, and it was ninety degrees. And after about an hour, I I, I started off like, mm, Florida boy, I'm th- totally fine. This is my element." And then after about an hour under the shade, laying down, just like, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm dying. I feel. Oh I think God. I'm. Di- I yeah. forgot how. I forgot what heat was like. Yeah. This is a lot. Those Chicago winters will 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 soften you up in a way that you were not expecting. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Taylor says, ask me about my weather. Oh, God. Like, 108 degrees. 117 degrees today. It's great. Having a great time over there, I'm sure. To my meet virtual left, badass bullshit Benjamin Button's butthole assassin. It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. That's me. That's what I always say. Yeah, it's like it's like everybody. It's like, what should we call you, John? And it's just like badass bullshit, Benjamin Button's butthole. I mean, that's <laughs> what we've said every episode. For yeah, the last like I mean, if you have, if you have, years. It, if that's, you that's, don't that's have, crazy. if you don't have that memorized by now, like, how do you even call yourself a Soxcast super fan? Badass Benjamin Button's bungled up butthole. Exactly. Right. Nailed it. Just Perfect. knocked it right out of the park. You're. We're all probably. It sounds like 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 it's going to be one of those episodes where we all come into it just being like, "Yeah, we're here, I guess." No, no, I'm I'm ready to talk. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> ready to say words. I'm gonna let y'all. Well, guess what? We're gonna go ahead and let you do that, and hopefully, <laughs> it'll inspire some want to talk in the two of us. <laughs> go ahead, John. Get them started. Well, I spent the last. Two days. I so I started Kingdom Hearts 358 days over two. What? Wait, what? Two, two months ago. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I played about a third of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. And then I and then I just took a, and I struggled. I was just yeah. like, oh, I'm not feeling this. I'm not uh, feeling this. I'm really not feeling this. Last two days. Oh my god. I did 
about 200 of those 358 days. <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, literally, it was, like, 100 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, I've noticed you've starting and stopping a lot of games recently. Yeah. So, like, uh -huh. you, you, you quietly picking this back up and then sent, DMing us a screenshot of the end card is, mm -hmm. like, shocking to me. Yeah. Like, you didn't mention <laughs> that you picked this had come back at all. Oh, oh yeah, this one this one was always always going to be wrapping this one up um, because this was like a lingering in my heart like an unresolved note. Um, but because, to just blast through it in two days is like damn. Yeah, <laughs> I was like because because okay, so we're <laughs> so the thing about this game and the thing that makes it rough to jump into immediately after finishing another Kingdom Hearts game is that it is extremely. What's the right word? It's extremely miserable to play. <laughs> oh, like miserable as in, boy, this is not fun gameplay, or miserable as in the story is miserable to facilitate miserable gameplay kind of thing. Yes. Okay, so you're you're, you're supposed to be miserable playing this. Yes. Like, like genocide, like, like genocide route in Undertale. You're not supposed to want to be <laughs> doing this. I don't. Don't like go overboard about it. Don't be. Don't 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 do what I was kind of thinking going in. Like this is gonna be the over the top art game of the century. Oh no! Go in expecting this is gonna be another. This is gonna be another good Kingdom Hearts game. This is gonna be another. This is gonna be another. So I finished it today, mm -hmm. um, and I was like primed to be mad essentially. Oh. Because, like, I finished Kingdom Hearts 2, and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted about how much I loved it and talked on here about how much I loved it. And then I spent, like, a month kind of, like, my face going from, like, a big grin to, like, this, like... Big sour. Ugly, like, a, a big sour frown. Third third base would call it the gas face, where when you smell a fart, and then you you, mm -hmm. you, make, a, you make a face. Mm-hmm. Um, see, Taylor already coming in here with, don't give Kingdom Hearts that much credit. I... I uh, it's it's so annoying it's so weird to talk about Kingdom Hearts because like the the fact of it is I think um, so I finished this game and this kind of it like right at the end like right at the end like I was on the second to last day and it was just like oh go to Agrabah and kill this Heartless and I was like great mm, <laughs> fantastic and like no no arc up just like and then final day and then i was like it's like an hour long and i was like okay you kind of you pulled it back in you pulled it in right at the end um and it kind of in kind of in a way that sort of redeemed to a bit more for me as well so now i'm just like <laughs> okay this the i have finished the kingdom hearts 2 trilogy <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically good it's like basically holds together and it's like basically solid and all of them end on big emotional notes. It's a functional uh, story. Uh -oh. um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> that's what I, that's because like a, a big reason I kept, I started getting really sour is I kept trying to read metaphors into the, oh. the metaphysics. You were adding mm. meaning where there might not have really been much thought. It's not that there's not meaning. It's just like this doesn't map one to one with anything. Right. Don't like, 
because there's just, there's like scraps of sort of queerness stuff. Oh yeah, that's in, uh, yeah. that's like just scraps of it. <laughs> like I've learned that like especially in a mainstream series like that, maybe don't put too much stock in that they were doing this intentionally or that it's actually a thing. <laughs> um, I don't remember how much Taylor played in the chat here, <laughs> but again. I- I'm mad because I because I, I want to be mean to it, but on like the terms of the game, right. and the terms of discourse around it is like busted and shitty. Mm. Um, so I'm just like I, I want to like kind of assess the reality of this, which I think is that don't try to read queerness stuff into it because it's never going to be anything coherent. Sure. Um, and if you take it on its own terms and appreciate the metaphors on their own terms, not as metaphors, but just kind of general, the metaphysics just kind of are general identity angst. Mm-hmm. Just like, it doesn't stand for anything specific, but it's mm. overall moving and interesting. Yeah. Because um, Kingdom Hearts, because Kingdom Hearts 358 Days, like, it ends... Um, like I'll say, I'll say this kind of about about the climax, about the ending. Like you remember how E Seven has a really cool turn with the villain, mm-hmm. but then the actual final boss is this pile of garbage that's pulled out of the, <laughs> the soul. It's like the the, the 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 spirit of evolution, dawn of but, void. But RPG, it's a real, yeah, it's a real good JRPG final boss. It's a real good JRPG final boss, just like every E's. Yeah, JRPG bullshit final <laughs> boss is good because they're all piles of garbage <laughs> that get summoned out of the 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 nexus uh-huh. from whence nothingness became void. <laughs> like it's all that. Does dark fact this... count? What 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 boss? Does, does dark fact count? I mean, he, that boss is definitely a pile of garbage. I mean, he's a pile of garbage <laughs> for the reasons way. That, that it's just like, oh, this is mechanically terrible. He's an actual. He's sort of a character instead of that, but also you don't see him until the last room. Right. So I think he's still yeah. Out. Okay. Okay. So this game has the big JRPG final boss, and it's somebody you actually care about. So fucking eat it, E Seven. Like in this res- in that one respect, mm. King- like okay. Kingdom Hearts has more gumption. Suck on um, it, Falcom. Suck on it, Falcom. So that's that's like the allure here is that these games like. <laughs> have their cool metaphysics and identity angst and they just like lean in so hard into it Mm -hmm. and they 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 pay it off and it's affecting and it works and it's cool and it's like it's it's way more interesting to me than like whatever i'm gonna get a tales game i don't know Mm -hmm. um this was a 75 hour story (laughs) between these between these three games oh right right Three, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 This was like days was like twenty five hours. I think. Yeah. Chain was like twenty. Kingdom Hearts two was like thirty. Mm. Um, but like the story isn't finished until you finish days. Yeah. Like you don't you don't really feel fully satisfied and finished until you've played all three. Um, does Does Dream Drop Does Dream Drop Distance not qualify as a Kingdom Hearts two game? I don't. I mean, it's. That like Birth by Sleep is a whole new cast in a completely different mm, era. Okay. Okay. And then from there, Dream Drop Distance and Three like smush together all the stuff from oh, Two and the stuff okay. from Birth by Sleep. Okay. So that that still feels like us 
like dream drop distance c- continues directly from where two leaves off. Okay. So like that's, but like I don't even think you play as Sora at all, and like um, yeah, you, you play as by sleep. You play as big brown pants man. He's got big. Br- he's got big brown pants and suspenders. Oh, you mean Roxas? I, I, I mean, yeah. And you don't play a Sora in um Wait, what? in days either. But that... Birth by Sleep is like extra its own thing. That's Roxas. Big brown in pants. Days? Big brown pants, dude. In Dream Drop Distance. Oh he... no, 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 no! I'm not thinking. I don't know who Dream Drop Distance. Okay, is. I just remember. I, all I know about Dream Drop Distance is there is a guy with really big pants, and it always bothered me. <laughs> they all have, well they all have really big shoes for sure that's yeah they got that sonic thing going on where it's just like i never want them to remove those <laughs> yep. oh my god <laughs> we got vtubers doing that now so at some point sonic's <laughs> gonna get in on the action they're gonna have the sonic feet stream don't worry <laughs> so so you finish you finish this and it's really moving and touching and good. Mm-hmm. It was like a 25-hour game. And, like, so the the premise of this is that you are working for the organization, the villains from the second, from two, and you're doing missions for them. Yeah. So every single level for 99% of the game is your boss tells you, go here and do this thing. And that's either going to be kill a heartless um collect emblems by running around or flying around like it's superman 64 oh boy um investigate which in practice just means run around the map trying to find waypoints to touch and then if you once you've touched enough of them it says all right you've investigated do the adventure game pixel quest uh-huh um so it's and then like the worlds are deliberately like cut off like the organization puts up blocks on parts of the world that are not relevant to your mission. Oh, so you're just funneled along in each world mm-hmm. towards your, towards these goals. And then you get promotions and you get pay and you get days off and you're just treat and it's treated at, and then you go after work to hang out with your friends and eat ice cream. Mm. So the structure of this game is just you doing a job for 25 hours. Mm. <laughs> it feels and, like something that came apart as just being on a mobile device. Yeah, like, like, hey, like, let's do small, bite-sized missions. Yeah, Neptune, uh-huh. versus, Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls has the same... Yeah. Like, it's all mission-based. Like, go do mm-hmm. missions, and then at the end, there's a big boss that, that you know, it's the big Japanese RPG final boss happens. Yes. It's just literally um, a pile of garbage. And it's a pile of garbage, both in terms of, man, I hate this fucking fight, and, oh, it just it's just random shit thrown together. Mm-hmm. Better it's than like, Devil May Cry 2's final boss, which is a pile of which garbage. Which is a oh pile of God. garbage, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... You just... Pl- you And Roxas is just, like, doesn't know anything, doesn't want anything. He's just doing this because he woke up and was recruited by these people and now he's that's just his job mm. and if they he do, and he knows that if he doesn't do the work then they'll kill him oh but he doesn't like feel particularly like worked up about it he's just like yeah that's how it is um and if any of his friends the people that he connects with don't do their job or can't do their job because they get sick or something then they then they are at risk mm. um so 
This could Ross almost be get... this could almost be commentary on capitalism. It Oh no no no. It very much is. Oh. Like literally to reward your excellent performance, Roxas, we'll be giving we've awarded you a new rank. Like Oh god. <laughs> no, it it's just being in a shitty job. Oh like, god. Being your manager, hey, can we do this mission together? And like covering for your friend. Like covering their shifts because they they can't work right now, mm. and if you don't cover the shift, they'll fucking die, get killed. You'll get killed. Yeah, <laughs> you just like, fucking die. Like I I said, all the queerness stuff was like you can't read too hard into that because right. it just falls apart. Like I I went to this game really excited because I know assholes were like, it, it, you know the thing where there's a girl character and then assholes on the internet are like, well technically it's a he. It's a oh. he. And, like, every time I see that, I'm like, well, fuck you. And also, I'm kind of excited to see where you go with this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's metaphysics bullshit that doesn't really feel like it aligns neatly to anything that actually yeah. feels, like, resonant or queer. Yeah. Um, so it's, so, like, but all the capitalism stuff, that's extremely intentional mm. and very okay. resonant, I think. And that's and that absolutely lands. It feels like a game made by people who are maybe working a job that they have to work too many wow. hours on and are very unhappy about it. <laughs> um, so that all lands completely, except it does mean that you are just living in that space for 25 <laughs> hours. And Roxas is like an anti-JRPG hero where like most JRPG heroes are like, you know, like Chrono jumping into the gate. Or or whatnot. They are they are they're driving selfless, forward the they're story. They're propulsive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are action. They yeah, yeah. Pell things forward. Roxas, things just happen to him oh, for twenty five hours <laughs> until the like the very end. And it's and it's and it's compelling at the very end when he like is like actually no, mm. and like that's really cool. Um, and it works. I mean it. It was hard to get too invested in that no, because I know immediately in the next game it it doesn't and it doesn't work out great for him. Oh. Um and like especially when I was trying to read queerness stuff into it, the ending of two felt really sour. The way they resolved Roxas's story felt mm. really sour. And once I let go of that and just tried to embrace it on its own terms, I was yeah. kind of like, okay, I see where you're going with this. And then at the end, I was like, okay, fine. It works. I make, it makes sense. Mm. Um, but like, that's a, that's a, that's a, just a miserable space to exist in for that long. Because it's, this is, it, it's literally just hammering. It has one note. It's a xylophone where with no other <laughs> note, with one bar, and it's just hammering it over and over and over again. Like this is capitalist hellscape kid being taken advantage of by a weird, awful cult. Dun 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 dun. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? This See? sucks really hard. This sucks. This is really unpleasant. <laughs> Don't you get it? I'm thinking of, like, an additional layer to this game. What if instead of, like, blitzing through it in two days, mm-hmm. you played it You played it on your commute every every morning mm-hmm. and just did, like, one or two missions? So yeah, like, I can't do that. Ma- but I'm, I'm sure some I, people can. Again, I'm sure, like, in Japan, where they're all on trains, like, that that's makes, kind of the yeah, market that, they were why? probably yeah. looking at. Yeah. So just yeah. imagine, though, 
playing the fucking Capitalism Kingdom Hearts game on the way to your actual job. Oh, yeah, it's not wow. great. I tried, I tried taking taking lunch breaks and playing it, and it didn't feel great. Oh. I can imagine, but that might be the intended like lived-in experience yeah. that they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> because like normally in a you know like a JRPG, like a twenty-five hour JRPG, thirty-hour JRPG, like Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. you'll yeah. get to a point where there's like you know a big turn in the middle mm-hmm. where there's like a, a season finale. Like oh, yeah. you'll have multiple stories throughout the game that pace it out and then build over time into this big yeah. finale. This doesn't do that. <laughs> this is just this that is... one, that one note on the xylophone. <laughs> yeah. And hours. then you get to the, you get to the payoff at the end and you cry, which I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Any good piece but, of media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think I I feel like it te- it's a good story. Like mm-hmm. it's good. It it lands the beats that it needs to and it pays things off from two very nicely. It kind it kind of redeemed two for a lot for me. But like that's a lot to ask. Yeah. <laughs> and I think on some level it's it's kind of fair to be like I could just read books. <laughs> I could just go, I could just go do something. I could, there are lots of good stories that don't make me do this. <laughs> Y'all. So like I'm at the end of it. Like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yes, you stuck the landing, great, but there's a lot. <laughs> to get there y'all yeah, right and i don't know if i i want it to be like 10 hours shorter like it like every they keep hammering the note and it keeps building things up and it makes the makes the ending land that much harder but that is what you get out of this game it is one note done very nicely mm. but know what you're getting into yeah yeah and i think and i think that's what people mean when they say that this is the worst gameplay one it's the good story worst gameplay because like I don't even think it's the gameplay. I think that if they had, like, more of a normal RPG story where you have, you know, season finales and a, a protagonist that does things and mm-hmm. cha- that does things instead of the player just being acted upon by malicious agents for 25 hours. Um, I, I don't think... I think the gameplay would feel fine. But it's literally, like, you're not exploring these worlds. You're not taking any agency in this in this journey mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a journey it doesn't feel like you're driving anything for the vast majority of the game right yeah um, i think like the mission structure ahead. being extremely dry like that is still kind of gameplay adjacent i i feel like it's it's exactly kind of the intersection here where it's i think that the it's the nature of this story is what yeah. makes it is what yeah. makes it unpleasant to play because you can't the because if you change the if you change that yeah. mission structure then the then the story would be completely different. Mm. So it's it's yeah. not so much like bad gameplay, good story, as in the nature of this story. Yeah, means it's miserable. <laughs> you definitely sound like yeah, the gameplay is the way it is because of the story. Yeah, and that's interesting, but it's still not fun to play. Yeah, and that's really cool. Um, as the pay as the third game in a trilogy, also because like this was this was the one I was excited to play, starting Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, like oh, this is weird. Cause, yeah, because I I have cool artsy friends who are like 
that's the weird artsy one that everybody hates, but it's actually the best one. Mm. Um, and the, I think that I think one weird thing about this, because this is an actual problem, is that Kingdom Hearts two. I, I feel like Days was the story they kind of wanted to tell, um, but they had to make Kingdom Hearts two, which by necessity needed to be also be the normie Disney game that yeah. everyone could enjoy. Yeah. Because, like, one run struck that balance great. Like, one, all the Nomura shit lands great, and it has the Disney shit to pull in normies. Cool. (laughs) This was, like, they wanted to tell this very big story, but they could not fit in all the normie Disney shit Mm. um, and tell this whole story. So they do, like, the end of Roxas's story with no buildup in Kingdom Hearts 2. And it's the first three yeah. hours of the game is all Roxas. It's an absurd amount of weight put onto Roxas and Axel. And then their payoffs at the end of 2 don't really feel in proportion with the absurd weight they get at the start. Uh, so it feels kind of yeah. limp and weird. Mm. Um, and that's that's me playing the final mix version where they actually added in a very important yeah. boss fight. Yeah, That's crazy. Do you uh-huh. think do you think there would be any reason to play Days before two? Well, that's the that's the thing about it. Like, Days yeah. Days fills in the blanks. Days makes everything at the Days makes Kingdom Hearts two make full. It 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 fills in the weirdness of Kingdom Hearts two being kind of lopsided, mm-hmm. um, and kind of makes as a whole everything basically fits together and makes sense. Um, yeah. but if you if you try if you did Chain of Memories and then you did Days. Like, it's hard to imagine wanting to play this 25-hour game, to wanting to play this, I keep saying 25 hours because it, you just feel the hours so much more intensely in this Literally game than in many other counting RPGs. those hours. I, I knew the number of missions, and I was just like, okay, I've got 45 left. I, do, I can do 10 today. Okay, I'll do, I've got 15 more tomorrow. Okay, I can do that before the podcast. Oh my god. Just it's- like... Just yeah, right. It's like how I look at the clock a lot when I'm at work and count how many hours. Yeah, are left. it's like it's how you. It's like how you give me updated part totals every oh, once geez. in a while. It's literally the same thing. And that, well, of course, you don't know just playing it because it skips days sometimes, so it'll no. skip like a twenty days. So you don't know exactly how far along you are. So I go, but I googled number of missions and I was like ninety-one. Okay, and I was like, okay, I, that's forty-five. I can do forty-five. I'm more than halfway now. Just like okay, now I'm halfway of what's well, of the. Now I'm two thirds through. Now I'm. <laughs> oh, just, God. yeah. So the idea of jumping straight from Chain of Memories, which was very good, but also was like, Chain of Memories is basically like ten or twelve extremely good boss fights, intermixed with complete filler, nothing dungeons and no towns and nothing oh. else. Well, like, there's it's, always. There's always some big flaw in these games, it seems, but they changed. Like, like Chain of Memories is, it, it's the 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 bosses are really good. So like, there's an arc to the play that's really satisfying and more satisfying than any of these other games. Yeah. But like, it's a 20 hour game that is has like eight hours of really good content, and then mm. it's like a lot of, all right, gonna fight these heartless again. We don't get XP, so we're just kind of fighting them to get See, it's that stuff. randomly it's that... drawn cards that'll open the doors. It's all this stuff that's just like, man, I will check out Kingdom Hearts someday, except now that I won't. 
Because when you tell me, when you, when you tell me a game is 25 hours long and only about eight of those hours matter, oh boy, I am just so checked out. Well, congratulations, because that's all of these games. Oh. And the, and yeah, that's, the, go, that's ahead, go ahead. That's basically how you describe the first game of being like, you really like the start and the end, and then there's all that Disney shit in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's the, but that's the devil's bargain that I thought I was uh -huh. striking with these games, was that Kingdom Hearts 1... There's a bunch of Disney shit, and then the actual story is perfect. Like it just completely lands. It feels it's it's it gave me everything that I wanted. Really good shit. Kingdom Hearts three was like not not Kingdom Hearts three, but Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories two, three hundred fifty days over two. Like two is really weird and lopsided because of its because it feels compromised by having to be the normie game. Mm. Um. All the rocks of shit that should have all been one game, yeah. and they couldn't do they couldn't do that. So it's two games, and you get like the emotional build up, and then its own cool payoff, and then the payoff is in two, which you played first. Mm. And if you try to play days before two, you'll get bored and quit because you don't know that it's going anywhere <laughs> right. interesting. I mean, you knew, and you still almost quit like for a few months. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, like, the only way to play it is to do Chain of Memories 2 and then 358 Days Over 2. And then by the time you're finished with it, it's like, okay, I got it. That was all pretty good. Um, but it wasn't what I got out of one, which was I played one game and got one perfect story mixed with a bunch of bullshit. Um, Chain of Memories was like a really, felt like a really good prequel. It felt like it was setting a bunch of cool stuff up. It had its own kind of small, cute payoff. And then I was excited to see where it was going next. And then two sets up all this other has all this other stuff, and then the payoff to the stuff in Chain of Memories, but then it doesn't really pay off the stuff that it sets up. And then Days does the payoff and build up to the stuff in two. So like you're constantly ending like a slightly unsatisfied. Mm. Well, so there's there's, only, there's one solution that's to play the Kingdom Hearts three trilogy. <laughs> I'm satisfied now. Like I feel like I I resolved this arc basically. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then three is the one that all of my friends were like, eh, it's just kind of a weak climax. And I'm like, cool. Oh, so, I that... so I get to play two more, like, pretty good portable spinoffs that build up to something that doesn't really land. So I'm just like, so I was, like, ready to be done with Kingdom Hearts. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was pretty, I was, like, spent. And then the end of chain and the end of days, like, makes two make sense. And I'm like. Okay, maybe I'll play Birth by Sleep at some point. Um, so I'm kind of back on board, but I, I wanted to fill y'all in on that full emotional arc. Yeah, like the saga continues, people. Yeah, but like, go ahead, Rat. You said something like you've said the way you worded it was like I've turned on Kingdom Hearts two, and now it's like you've turned back a little bit. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's good on its own terms, it basically holds together and it makes me cry. <laughs> okay, still, that's important. But it's still, all of it, really stupid. <laughs> Just like, fundamentally. Like, the entire metaphysic setup of Shion and Roxas and Riku and Ansem and Sora and Namine and Kairi and how they all fit together and how all of the girl characters are actually just the one girl character. Oh and boy. <laughs> It's all very dumb. Mm. And 
Have you met Aqua yet? I haven't met Aqua yet. She's birthed by sleep. Okay. Well, now you have to keep going. Obviously. Um, and like, that's the other, that's the other thing to understand. It's like, you need to play all three of these games to feel satisfied. <laughs> and even then the whole, it coheres basically, but it's also stupid and it's not stupid. In, in, and I feel like I've earned that in a way that the rest of the internet hasn't. <laughs> like, uh, like Higurashi is like so like we played all played Higurashi last year. We all played Trails, mm -hmm. and those games like ground their the 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 big feelings are so grounded uh -huh. and yeah. real, and deeply felt. Yeah, and this is just like versus like the big feelings that are like the esoteric bullshit JRPG feelings, mm. like a lot of Xenogears. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is all I need to... I'm gonna fight my... I'm gonna fight my mom, who's also my wife, who's also God. This is all that. <laughs> and that's all... That's everything. That's all the big feelings yeah. are are the big bullshit. Like, it's like, okay, so these two characters I care about are both different facets of this one other character that is just... It's so funny how much the universe of these games result revolves around Sora, who's this complete like, la da da. Yeah, I'm a JRPG boy. He's just a fucking goof. There's <laughs> nothing going on, and then just like the fabric of the universe just contorts around Sora. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so weird. It's That's so the... weird and dumb. Yeah, right. The, the final revelation in the final Kingdom Hearts game: every character is Sora. <laughs> Everybody is Faye. Everybody's Ellie. Everybody's Miang. Miang. Oh my god. Um, but like even, even then with like even then with like Xenogears, I feel like the relate the core relationship there landed stuck for me really hard. But the yeah. thing is, like none of these games have long cutscenes. None of these games have a lot of text. No, they're telling a very broad, simple story without a lot of words. Um, so you're basically just watching these big JRPG metaphysics symbols bang against each other until you cry. <laughs> they um, sold you on the ruse. Um, and, and, which is exactly what one was, and it was fucking great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so I, I feel like even saying like Days has the best story doesn't really feel right because I feel like. By t in terms of my res emotional response, in terms of like most of my values, I feel like one is ultimately the best one. Mm. Um, and then if you go through the much messier trilogy right after that, you'll still ultimately have a good, nice time. Because um, again, two two's finale, y'all, is fucking buck wild. It's such good, so much Nomura shit. It's it's it. I'm sure it's like, however, the seven remake goes big. Kingdom Hearts two absolutely set the stage oh yeah for, for the, yeah I, of, I don't fucking doubt that for that style of set piece it's massive um so like i'm glad i played these i still like this mm -hmm. um in the grand ranking of my brain <laughs> we've got trails at the top mm -hmm. and we've got probably xeno mm -hmm. yeah. between gears and blade because uh, Xenoblade, Blade, Xenoblade was are... like, the... go ahead, Rhett. Well, like, 
yeah, you had that revelation of like, man, I would take a pulse for these fucking games. Because <laughs> Blade was like the first, Xenoblade was like the first game, first RPG I played in a bit that there was at no point made me go like, I wish I was playing Trails. Oh, that, that, that's, a that's a special feeling. That's a special feeling. Like, I, I feel like I had, I don't feel like I would have had a better time if I'd played the next Trails game. Um, and that's also Kingdom Hearts. Like Kingdom Hearts is not even aiming to give me anything like Trails. No, no, no. no. So then it's, but it's, but it's not landing on a game by game level the same way these Xeno games have been. Sure. Yeah. So that's sort of the next one. And then Ease is like somewhere around. I just love Ease. I, I don't feel any badness, but you know, it's, it's always going to be simple. It's always going to be Falcom. Um, and not, it's never going to go as hard as like Trails. No, but, uh, until pro- maybe Ease Eight, which like, is like Eight goes pretty good. hard, and I think that yeah. eight, eight is the hardest that series has ever gone. Yeah. Um. And then, and then probably Kingdom Hearts, and then Tales of Vesperia. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the definitive it's... RPG ranking. Wait, where's coming... the... what go about ahead, Zelda? Right? Zelda. <laughs> So like I I I've just been like these are my these are my journeys playing like because I'm constantly playing like ninety shit and old yeah, shit and whatnot. Yeah. The, but I'm getting more into the zeros and tens big PS2 onwards RPGs now, mm. and those are a very different kind of vibe a lot of the time. And I'm kind of building my arc with them now. Yeah, yeah. We need a Xenosaga remaster. We li- we really do. It's, yeah, I don't I'm think, excited for Xenosaga. I don't think it's ever gonna fucking happen, though. I just kind of feel like that ship has sailed at this point, and those games are just gonna be $300 forever. Oh, no, don't worry, they won't. They'll be $400. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Xenosaga Episode 3, just over the last year, gained $150 on its price. It's, yeah, three, it's like, $300 now. There's this collector I follow on YouTube, and, like, he bought a lot of like a thousand dollar lot of PS2 games, mm-hmm. and then and then didn't open it for like two months. And he says in like the last two months, like the value of everything in there doubled. Like like the whole PS3, like the store shutdown stuff, yep. like sent everything into a tizzy. Like yep. prices just went nuts. Yeah. Those Xenosaga uh, games never got a re-release on digital either. So oh, that nope. fucking blows. Yeah. Nope. Hey, PCSX two is getting better and better. It seems like it really oh, is. I know. The last time I seems looked like at the... the last time I looked at the Zeno games in PCSX two, things were mostly fine. So, I I, start, I, I loaded up Xenosaga one and it seemed to be playing smoothly, which was nice. Um, and then immediately got dunk, <laughs> immediately got dunks in the in the replies. People, everybody likes bad shit. Stop coming after <laughs> everything. Yeah, like can we stop this, please? <laughs> I don't need your dumb garbage opinion no. on, on the thing that I am choosing to interact with. I don't need it. I just don't. I am certain we all have our bullshit. Nobody here is too good for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I made my Twitter feed such a diluted or con- concentrated like syrup of what I'm into that nobody yeah. ever comes for me. Bullshit. Nobody ever calls you out. Like if you post a good Zeno Gears or if you post a good Simple Gear meme, people are there. They're gonna like it for you. They're gonna boost you. You're gonna get a good time. I, I'm not gonna tunk on people that arbitrarily connect with like Sweet Coden's flavor of bad. Exactly. Versus like, I me connecting with my own flavor. Right. I don't give a shit. Like I don't. Yeah. Like I don't know how people find the time to give that much of a shit 
about other people's fucking interests or the things they're doing with their time or money. I don't know where you get the fucking wherewithal to care that much. Yeah. Not everything's going to be Trails. <laughs> no. <laughs> and even Trails' thing is like, hey, we're going to... Here's the 40-hour prequel game before the story starts. Hey, here's the bad harem part that you don't like. Here's the bad harem part that you don't like. Yeah, now, hold on. <laughs> Rhett's like, ooh. Rhett, Rhett's probably like, like, Rhett's like the only one that's going to enjoy that part of Cold Steel. And it's just like, oh, I oh, okay. I'm thinking it. of, a, I'm thinking of a part in Azir right now. The intermission chapter there is pretty spicy. That's a pretty good uh, intermission <laughs> chapter. Not gonna lie. God. So I'm enjoying my various RPG adventures. I need a fucking break um, from bad. <laughs> not not bad. I need a. I need a break from really weird, compromised, boring. Yeah. Long form stories. Yeah. Because I like, I love sussing out sussing out the good it's really fun mm -hmm. but it's just it's it's just been a lot that's why i've spent like a week just playing nothing but like two hour retro games like okay oh this is nice it's a good comfort zone i think that's my any any questions about kingdom hearts no we put this to bed none, until none whatsoever before we put this to bed for two years yep, yep go ahead and put that to bed tuck it in give it a kiss on the forehead all right and then and then put the pillow over and put the pillow over its face <laughs> I'm done. Thank you very much. Rhett, what have you been up to? I've been playing Trails. Yeah, you have! Woo! How's uh, that Trails treating you? Pretty good. Mm -hmm. So last week, we didn't do a podcast, and I was kind of like... I wasn't entirely feeling... So I've been playing uh, The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure, which is the second mm -hmm. Crossbell game. The translation just came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is... Basically, I don't think these are ever going to get officially localized, even though they are doing remakes of them for PS4 Japan and stuff. Yeah, and I think those might even be out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Because like, I think they are because the voice mod that I grabbed for this one is like specifically voices from the Switch yeah. version. I think yeah. that if those were going to be coming over here at some point, yeah. it's something they... we would have already heard about. Yeah. But apparently there was, like, in the original, I guess, Evolution versions on PSP or whatever it was, mm -hmm. like, Randy's voices were not very enunciated. Like, he mumbled a lot of his lines. Oh, good. So they went, so they went back and redid them for the re-release. Oh, weird. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's like, you know, come in, do your job drunk. It's fine. <laughs> That feels well, fitting for if it's gonna be anybody, it makes sense. For I mean, Randy is the perfect character to be. That's the thing. It's like some people were like, "Oh, I thought it was an an intentional choice," but then it's like, but some of them he's just like mumbling so quietly you literally can't hear him. So it's like, okay, they they went back and redid it. Oh wow, that's real interesting. How something like that ends up in a game, like how at some point you don't like as yeah. the voice director ask, "What's going on here?" Is this? Is this <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. Right, I know, but that's just something happened, really. But... That's just so interesting to think about. That on the way yeah. out, somebody at Falcom didn't hear that voice and go, D "Are you, are y'all playing a joke on us right now?" <laughs> it's just a thing I saw people mentioning, but now like people have already ripped the voices from the Switch version. Yeah, yeah. And these are like these voice packs are like 
a hundred thousand files like it's insane think about <laughs> listen God. think about the job that seven the seventh mod did for higurashi and umineko they oh did the God. same thing hundreds yeah. of thousands that's eight games a piece Oh my god. Hundreds of thousands of files all synced back up to text. It's crazy, because I think, like, the Geofront mod even has a toggle in there, like, use additional voices. They won't provide them, but they will provide support just built in automatically. Like, you don't have to download, like, Kiseki voice mod anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, these tra these patches that they're making are so incredibly like professional like, they yeah like they they feel like something that if the if these were official releases the quality would be no more, one no it would be worse somehow <laughs> it would be worse they yeah because like they wouldn't do the chest puns no no they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't get britney avery back to do trails from the trails chest too. from the chest again <laughs> but like this game though like the PC version of Trails of Zero was only released on PC in China. Yep. So you, ha so for this release, they talked to the other, their like contact over there, who got them to ex start accepting PayPal, so that Westerners could buy it. That's, oh my god! That is so much effort for something yeah. like this. That is honestly ridiculous that this came together this way and so fucking easily. Yeah, and then it's like. You pay their local prices, and the game was, like, less than $9. And I'm like, oh, that feels kind of weird. Oh, my God. But then, this is the weirdest part. It's, like, the mod... The mod installs from the RAR file that it comes with. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't actually install the game directly. You just, like, install from the packed version. Yeah. And, like... I don't know if it's using cookies or not, because it seems to totally bypass the DRM that they were using on the Chinese version. Oh, Like, that's... it just... Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I bought it legally, but I'm not sure if you actually have to. Because oh, it just... It... Which is fine. It just runs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, with something like this, you want to be able to just turn it on and go. Because I was like... Zero, I was so smooth getting it started. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, y'all really set this up nice. Oh, yeah. Like, besides the buying it part of this one, which was a little weird, like, making an account on this Chinese site, like, the installation part, I was done in, like, ten minutes, if yeah. even that. Like, the only reason it took me an hour was because I, yeah, I was, like, immediately was, like, oh, I probably should have looked for the voice mod earlier. Yeah. So then, like, like the very first line of dialogue in this game is not voiced normally, but it is with the mod, so it's like, okay, there's your flag to go look for. All right, we gotta go. <laughs> Oh, that guy's talking now. Cool. Now we can go. <laughs> so, the prologue chapter in this game, immediately off to a running start. Very good. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And then chapter one hits, and it is a bit of a slog. Oh, it, it slows ah. right the fuck back down. Yeah. Because, like... There's a pacing to this one that is very different from how all the Trails game, Trails in the Sky games were previously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where, like, first chapter has the big cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. So second chapter cannot, by design, it cannot slip into the same rhythm that the first game had. Nope. Mm -hmm. And then Trails third, you know, you've changed protagonists. You've got this, you know, crazy setup for where that game actually takes place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It cannot slip back into the same rhythm. Yeah. Whereas Zero 
tells a relatively complete story. Like it doesn't leave any huge lingering. Th- I mean, it kind of does, but they don't. They don't drive it in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they finish the big thing, and then the game just ends. And it's like, wow, that was really clean, actually. So then, this game, a lot of the early stuff is kind of unpacking the JRPG that just happened. Yeah. Interesting. And then having them fall into the same rhythm of like, hey, we're just going to keep doing support requests. We're just going to keep doing our job. Yeah, we're just... More games without doing your job. I I feel the doing your job part of this is infinitely more interesting than in Kingdom Hearts days. Yeah, I'm going to say. Almost certainly. Like, there's definitely parts where like, there was one side quest. There has to be a follow up to this because it basically went nowhere, but that's only been one so far. Where it's just like, okay, you investigated this thing, cool, we'll get back to you later. I'm just like, oh, huh. Hmm. There, there, was, there was just absolutely no payoff to that. But then there's one about, like, one of the cops, like, thinks his wife is cheating on him with the host. <laughs> so you go to, like, you go to the restaurant to, like, start eavesdropping on her. And <laughs> You know, very cop stuff. Yeah, d- d- you know, you do this all the time. Just yeah. part of the job. One of the one of the side quests I hit last night is just straight up the same as the side quest in Yakuza Six, <laughs> where in Yakuza Six there's this local mascot. Oh God, I forget what his name was, but Kiryu gets roped into dressing up as the mascot and like entertaining some kids, mm-hmm. and and in Trails is here, the. <laughs> There's the Mishi mascot. Yeah. And the guy and the guy who plays Mishi is sick for a day. So somehow Lloyd gets Lloyd gets to do costume. it. <laughs> of course the nice boys like, I'll do it. I'll put on the suit. I'll put on the outfit. It's really ridiculous there where they're like, You called the cops for this. You called the cops <laughs> for this. But hey, you literally get to be Tio's favorite person. You get to be oh, Mishi. She, she is so into it for she like will. an hour. Yep. Gets I'm to just live saying, the dream. She's just telling you, here's what Mishy would do. If you don't do this properly, I'm going to kick you in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> she is so funny. She, she, she's opened up so much since that first yeah. game. It's, it's like, she's very, 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 um, uh, uh, she, she, she's very emotive now. Yeah. But she is, like, she just has this Mishy fangirl mode. Oh, yeah. Is... <laughs> it's really fun and cute. God, and like they punch up the dialogue. I'm not sure if it's really punched up, but it's like the dialogue is just so expressive. Where she says, "Like, there's not a soul breathing on this planet that knows more about Mishi than I." <laughs> <laughs> like she's really into it. <laughs> so like it's very cute and fun, but it's also like I think a lot of the joy of the first game for me was learning about these characters for the first time and yeah. having them grow as characters. Where yeah. it's like. Now they're kind of all settled in. They've got their roles now. Yeah, and you definitely don't have that growth happening yeah. as dramatically as it happens in the first game. Mm-hmm. One other line of dialogue I really liked was somebody telling Lloyd, don't be such a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and Lloyd's just like, well, I kind of have to. Um, so I'm not sure where the story is going yet. It's obviously the way everyone talks about this game and some of the stuff that's happened so far seems like it's going to be fucking buck wild. Yeah. You're in for a good damn time. Yeah. 
In Trails? Yeah. Oh, I, what? Tr I trust these games. I know I was a little bit, like, slogging through Chapter 1, but, like, even Chapter 1 ends pretty bigly. <laughs> can't talk at all. Literally just, <laughs> you get, that just fell out of your mouth. I, I The instant I said it, I was like, that's not the that's way you not, word that. That's not the word you say, right? I've literally <laughs> never heard you say that. And like, it's doing a pretty good job balancing the, uh, the political side of trails mm -hmm. and the organization side, which is basically just fucking magic. I love yeah, like, I love the way politics gets played in the Trails games because it's just yeah. it's just really broad political theater, but it's written mm. well enough that it's just like the the stakes yeah. still feel real. Oh yeah, like mm. the big political thing that has happened this in this so far yeah. was like for multiple hours of dialogue and nothing no combat and it was like completely edge of your seat stuff. Yeah, it's like, just like this could be this is real bad. This has implications. Yeah, it so that side is not like the slouch, like the stuff you get through, you mash through to get to like the crazy JRPG yeah, world ending like, stuff. Yeah, you really get to like sink your teeth into and kind of live in this political mire because it's not boring. Yeah. It's it's like it's political no. theater that is both fun and feels stakesy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the stakes feel very serious right now. Yeah, but then like the stuff involving the organization is just so funny to me, where it's like. <laughs> Like, Crossbell is supposed to be, like, le like kind of the most technologically advanced country, and they've got, like, the internet now. <laughs> yeah, they've got the fucking internet. <laughs> but then the organization is like, oh, yeah, well, we have hackers. And it's like, wait. <laughs> how do you have hackers already when we just invented the internet? <laughs> so it's like the way they're always one step ahead. Those fucking black workshops are going overtime, man. They are just inventing new concepts. The moment we enter, we the moment we make new technology. I mean, as soon as they brought in giant robots in the previous games, it was like, okay, like they can kind of just do anything they want with them. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's it's great. <laughs> so I'm excited to see where this goes you're, from here. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. God, it is interesting, though, seeing how, like, people complain a lot about Cold Steel having kind of anime tropey stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And seeing these games, that, like, in the original release order, which hasn't really been a thing for people in the West, because the release order was, like, Trails, Trails 1, mm -hmm. five-year gap. Five-year gap. And then second chapter came out, like, a month before Cold Steel 1. Yeah. So they still, they still skipped three games in, in between there. And, like, you know, all of a sudden you've got uh, Reen falling on girls and, like, uh. doing panty shots or whatever. But, like, seeing how anime tropey the Cold Steel games are and, like, how much they get away with, yeah. it's like, okay, it's more of a smooth transition. Yeah, like, like Crossbell this... is that connecting fiber. Like, you see yeah. the seeds of it coming. Um... Like, there's straight up, like, breast grabbing in, yeah. in this game. And, yeah. like, there's a big old beach episode with everybody. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and they're just asking Lloyd, like, so who do you think looks best in their swimsuit? Noel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's Noel. There's not a fucking contest. I mean, just everyone was there. It's kind of yeah, crazy. It's, it's... And, that, and as John mentioned, like, the stuff with uh, Lloyd's semi-sister <laughs> is a little awkward. Like, it's it's just hitting all the notes. Yeah, yeah. 
I think when I said it specifically, ah, there's the, like, not technically my sister romance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real Trails game. You're just checking a box right there. It's just checking be a box. It. You got the sister complex. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Cold Steel's got you covered. Oh, of course. Hey, they don't call him Marine. Nobody fucks my sister without fucking oh me my... first, Schwarzer. <laughs> <laughs> and this is it. This is the perfect one from which all other experiences are judged. <laughs> I'm looking at my screenshots from earlier, and there's one line. Should we add sister complex to Lloyd's growing list of tastes? And they're not even talking about the nurse sister. They're talking about somebody else. Oh, my God. So he's just... He's just this dense anime boy, and everybody is yeah. like falling yeah. over them. Everybody completely dunks on him, also, which is great, especially Tio. Tio dunking, yeah. Tio dunking on Lloyd is probably my favorite, like cross bell shit. Like she's so, she's got such snark and bite, and yeah. like it's always perfectly timed. It's so good. Like okay, like one more thing. There's a part where Lloyd just says like. Oh, I want to have a good time and make some memories. Oh, and no. Ellie and someone else are just like, they're implying that he meant sex. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just completely dumbfounded. Like, huh? why are they thinking what I said was weird? What? What did I say was weird? It's really, <laughs> it's really anime. <laughs> so, I, so I think going from this to Cold Steel One is not going to feel really that weird. Yeah, at all. It, it it might be more of a like yeah because I played Cold Steel One Two then did Crossbell. Because mm-hmm. like second chapter of Sky, mm-hmm. it's a little sillier than first chapter. Oh yeah, but yeah. but it's oh. not like this. They have definitely upped the game of like, hey, there's a sprite with their like there's sprites of. Sp- this, I won't say specifically, but the stuff that they that they do with the sprites mm-hmm. that is like sexual in nature is yeah. like really weird. You made a one-off sprite for this one thing. This one thing where you can choose one of three girls to come with you and have their swimsuit get torn off. Oh, no. oh rat! Rat! Like, just... What are you doing with your life? It's really weird. Oh man, that's when I like reset the game and change my choice. <laughs> oh no! I know who you chose. Well, there's also. I'm sorry, John, for saying all this stuff. This no, is it's like okay. this, I did, none of this feels bad. None of this feels spoilery. Okay, this is like not the actual important stuff. There's no. another part where Lloyd gets to apply swimsuit to. Uh, Lloyd gets to apply sunscreen. Of to, course. To one of three girls of your choosing. Oh, no. <laughs> and again, there's topless sprites, and it just feels really awkward with these character models. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. They're just these little cupie dolls. There's... <laughs> yeah. So I think the shift to 3D models in Cold Steel makes a lot of sense with where they oh, were God. pushing things. I just got lightheaded from cackling. <laughs> and specifically coming right out of the discussion like yeah and then trails of course the the benchmark the benchmark for, for which all else is measured for quality and <laughs> <Yeah>. taste <laughs> it's a little trashy in a fun way yeah yeah <laughs> you we all need trash everybody 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 gets some trash in trash beget, trash begets trash it's fine i'm sure everybody, that be- 
everybody has their flavor. If it's it, maybe you're maybe you're an old dad and you're in your it's Jack Reacher novels. Like it's something. Oh no! You get it from something. You get something right. I, I got Mary Skelter. There you mm, go. Maybe it's maybe you're maybe you're really into The Bachelor. Like everybody yeah. has something. <laughs> I know there are people though who like really like the Trails in the Sky games though, and then we're like really disappointed with where the series the, goes after. Yeah, that. it yeah. definitely yeah. gets a little sillier for yeah, sure. Yeah, like it, it least... definitely is like it's around that time that like, and especially when you get to Cold Steel, that Falcom was making a play for the mainstream. And if there's a company that deserves mm-hmm. a play for the mainstream, it's definitely them. So I can't yeah. really like I try not to hold it to against them because they've spent so long doing exactly the thing that they wanted to do and still succeeded on those merits. Yeah. Uh, so if they want to take a shot at the mainstream and like you need to incorporate those kind of things to maybe make your game a little more palatable for a more modern audience, it's not gonna be the thing that wrecks the game for me. I may despise the the harem stuff in in Cold Steel, but I still hold those games in a pretty high regard. It's weird because it's like it's not the thing I think anybody would actually buy the game for. No, not at mm-hmm. all. So then why is it there? And I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of weird. And guess what? It's better than having a bunch of Disney shit to make it mainstream. Oh, I think so. I, I think I agree there. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, every single time I see footage of Kingdom Hearts 3, I want to play it because of the Disney yeah, shit. Yeah, like, In that yeah. series, I'm the normie where I just go, oh, I want to play the Toy Story level. I like Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, the Toy Story level looks real fun. Oh, Monsters, Inc. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't even like those movies, but I want to be a pirate, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I posted the video of the fucking um, Barbosa, like com- I don't know if it's the same actor, but he sounds just like completely doing that role and hamming it up, and it's like ah, but the heartless have something else in mind, and then these cartoon heartless <laughs> jump up next to the photorealistic pirates. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> Again, that sounds Pete extremely from- good though. Mickey Mouse Pete is there. <laughs> Sorry, Rhett, didn't need to go back to... No, that's place. fine. I mean, I did bring it up myself. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Trails yeah. from Zero. I finished Chapter 1. It was really cool and good. Um, yeah. It seems really good. I'm excited to play a good, good, straightforwardly good RPG after yeah. all the... It's not just all the Kingdom Hearts. It's all the phone game shit. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yeah. Yeah. I watched three seasons of Ruby. Jesus. <laughs> you're just, like, living in the fucking dumpster. It's it's like when I watch, when I spend a month watching Sal. It's just like you are in the literally the raccoon from Donut County, just living <laughs> and wallowing. Just that's it. Kingdom Hearts is better than phone games, for the record. Is better than those games. What about Kingdom Hearts phone games? Kingdom oh, Hearts boy. phone game is apparently absolutely wretched. I have a friend who is who loves Kingdom Hearts and loves Gotcha games, and like. With qualifiers, like, understanding that they're shitty in XYZ ways. Right, okay. Um, fucking hates Kingdom Hearts Union Chi. <laughs> fucking despises it. Cannot cannot play it. It's so miserable. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. For me, it just seemed like John has just had a month of starting a project and then bouncing off of it. Yeah. Where it's like, like, you finish Ruby, and then... Like, you did a chapter of Fate, but you didn't keep going on that. And then you played Honkai Impact and didn't keep going on that. And then you played Trails Zero and seemed to have stopped that. 
and then you come out of here with nowhere having finished Kingdom Hearts all of a sudden. Yeah, like, that was a real surprise, because I didn't even know you were still playing it. Yeah, but it was, like, in the last two days. Well, that's the thing. I, like, concretely was like, okay, I finished this arc of Fake Grand Order. I'm going to put it down yeah. right now. I, can I guess that one that, that one makes more sense. It was really just, oh. Yeah. We, no, we Beautiful stopped. Joe Honkai. Oh, and, Beautiful um, Joe. Fuck, I keep forgetting sorry. about that one. Sorry, just wasn't in the right mood. And, yeah, um, that could be a mood thing. And then I, I was just I, those I will very willfully put down, but Kingdom Hearts I, I never I, I never chose to drop that one. I always was like, okay, I'm gonna get back to Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Um, so this was me kind of finally closing that chapter. Cool. Well, now you can now you can get back to Trail Zero. There you now, go. Yeah, now, now the only ongoing thing is Trails. Right Good now. times ahead. Cool. Good times ahead for yeah. you. Hey, Polly. Cool. Yo. Yeah. What's up? Right, did you finish? I didn't mean to. No, I was done. Yeah, I was done. Okay, good. Holly! Thanks for the transition. What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Well, I, I, we've been talking about video games for a while. Why don't, we, why don't we shift gears a little bit? Oh, shit. You want to shift gears a little bit? Oh, oh, oh I see. See what, what I'm doing, doing there? Here. See what I'm doing here? I watched an anime! I watched me some Japanese cartoon. Watched some prime cut Japanese cartoon. <laughs> I watched Senki Zesho Simple Gear AXZ, or is it Axes? I think they kind of want to go with Axis okay. for some reason. Yeah, it's just like, that's a real weird way to write that, but sure. I just called it AXZ, because I don't know. what they, They've all I, got dumb letters for they, names, so... There was something about this one where they were like, it's from A to Z. Like, it's a multiplication thing. I know, I but know. nothing really in the show, really. I know, I know, I it's know. It's just like, you wanted to have the... Like, you're doing the Kingdom Hearts thing where you want to have the name... You gotta make they're, something they're tie doing, to it. No, goddammit, they're doing the Sailor Moon thing of just putting random letters at the end of each season. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch Sailor Moon. I didn't like it. I'm Sailor that, Moon, I'm that Sailor weird Moon R, Sailor Moon S, S, Sailor Moon Star. Oh, was it Sailor Stars? I don't know. I, but, but they definitely did R and S, and then so Simple Gear did G and GX. Alright, so let me let me let me get you into let, let me plug you right into Simple Gear Axis then. I'm so let me, ready. Let me plug you in. I'm gonna start by saying that the first episode has oh has like the coolest dumbest bullshit happen ever, and, it, I, and it's one of those things where I just I had to like rewind it a couple times and rewatch it yes. because I was just like, this is so incredibly stupid, but it is also my shit. Uh, she does a contra. <laughs> watch the I watched this. I watched the first ten well, minutes. Of this there's season. that. But the moment, the moment that got me, that literally I think I know. floored me, was where a missile is launched yes! at a helicopter, and two characters open the side doors so the damn thing just passes through the side. <laughs> Give a thumbs up and say we're cool. I literally fell out of my chair laughing so hard at this bullshit. I'm literally like, this is Simple Gear is now Black Lagoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is literally think... ramping a boat into a helicopter's <laughs> cockpit. This is Black Lagoon. There's a there's an audacity to the intros to GX and this one that is yeah. just like, listen, we know. We know we're so stupid because there's that moment in GX where Hibiki punches the punches mountain a mountain in half. But the, <laughs> the, the the super self-aware moment is having a character go editing K2 to the rank of third highest mountain in the world. <laughs> and and just just like the and yeah like the blatant like that there's no way that's not a contra reference. 
Yes. And missile mean, hopping. There's no way that's not a Contra reference. Like, fuck you. No. Ruby reference. I, no. Get out of here. I mean, they do ride on Chris's <laughs> missiles a lot in this season. Yeah, like that's, it's that's like just they, their way of getting around now. They got a new cool toy, and they were just like, "Man, what if we just did this a lot? It's real cool." So, if anything, if anything, this season gets off to a killer, fucking amazing start. It's so yeah. stupid. I love it. Um, See, I feel like you've turned that page where you're saying stupid in a good way, like oh, I always talked about oh. this show. Yeah, like, like <laughs> stupid in, like, season one and two was, why are they singing? It's so stupid. <laughs> uh, stupid in season three was when we were turning the corner. Stupid yeah. in season four, we have turned the corner. So we, we, we are, we are positively praising with the word stupid at this point. Um, but, uh, so this season, uh, it, it's kind of, like, more connected to the previous seasons with the ongoing story. Like, I feel like they're kind of picking up the pieces more. Like, they're kind of bringing mm -hmm. more forward. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, I didn't really get that much of that in season... Like, like seasons one, two, and three didn't feel like they were carrying much forward other than, you know, ob the obvious, yeah. you know. But So, like, this one is sort of, like, continuing that... Uh, the, the hole that we were going down mm -hmm. in the previous season with the alchemists and, and all of the, the... Like, the can of worms that that opened from GX. Mm -hmm. Um... And the framing device for this season is that there's this organization that's sort of been behind all the big bads in uh, the previous few seasons. And they're kind of like finally coming to light and trying to spark like a, like this global revolution. And of course, they also know what's best for humanity's evolution, you know, because like all anime and JRPG yeah. villains do. <laughs> um, and, and, and from that, like, the basic premise sort of sets itself up very similarly to the previous, where, like, um, like this gives you a reason to have, like, a bunch of cool new big bad boss fights uh, for yeah. characters to have throughout um, the season. It, it is kind of funny when they're like, this time they're taking on the Illuminati. Yeah! And then the, Illu and then the Illuminati is just <laughs> three girls and a guy and a robot. Yeah, it's real <laughs> dumb. It's like, um, and, and, and... I don't think that this season's antagonists are, like, even half as fun or as striking yeah. as Farah, Gardier, and Mika. Like, I like those three, like, when they lit up yeah. the screen, it was awesome. Like, every time they were yeah. on screen, I was just entranced. Um, mm. But 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 they're still good fun. Uh, uh, and, and these new characters, they, they are more emotionally developed and fleshed out uh, because, you know, they're people and not dolls. So yeah. like so 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 that's sort of the trade off you get here is that like they might not be as fun and over the top and crazy as 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 Farah and Gardier especially, um, but they have more kind of emotionally going on and they're more invested in the story and not just like you know things that get thrown at the plot because it needs to yeah. advance. Uh, so when things happen to them, you know you can start you you feel a little something. <laughs> um, there is some weirdness. This this series isn't like like mm -hmm. the, the the weird dynamic between Tiki and the 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 main big bad, which is real. Tiki is such a weird character. Uh, Tiki is she's a she's another auto scorer basically, uh, like the mm -hmm. the dolls from the previous season. She's very lowly adjacent, um, mm -hmm. and the fucking weirdo ways that she interacts with the adult male of the bad guy team is fucking weird. Uh, they're saying things together that's just fucking like, I want to feel Papa inside of me. Like, uh, wh what are you uh, doing? Could you fucking stop? 
And, like, any time this show kind of delved into that shit, just like, dude, what are you doing? This is fucking gross. You don't... You can't make excuses for that. It's just weird, creepy... I, I don't care if it's supposed to be a doll. She's supposed to... Like, she looks like a little child. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't write shit like this. It's so fucking stupid. And, like, there's no reason for that. So if I'm gonna hold anything against this season, it's definitely yeah. gonna be a lot of that weird shit. We just, like, mm-hmm. any time it happened, I was like, oh my god. Like, I would literally be embarrassed if anybody ever fucking saw me watching this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. We'll move past that. Um, uh, the season does have, like, a lot of good character stuff going on. Um, which, is like, again, that's kind of something that like I was bitching about in season one and two, especially is like I need my character mm-hmm. shit. Tell me, like, let, these characters need make me feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got like one character, uh, and I think that she's a character. I feel that like I think we're made believe that she's probably the one that has her shit the most together because she's just very competent in everything she's doing. Uh, but it turns out that like she's actually like really bad at cooperating with other people on the team um, because like she has intense trust issues and they kind of dig into that and how like, like, like even though she's been accepted as a part of the team, like she hasn't really reached out to them yet. So that's like a really cool thing that they get to kind of, live in and explore for a while with this character is just like really having like finally having a really hard time of just like adjusting to these new parameters of having to like team up with other people and and it's just like boy it's an uncomfortable fit because she hasn't really opened her heart to everybody yet um and they get they get a fun arc out of that i like it yeah uh another character uh she 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 gets into a bit of a, a a hot seat decision and has to be made all in the middle of a battlefield where there's really like no right or wrong answer, just one that's less wrong, and she ends up permanently having to injure someone in the process, uh, and she has to come to terms with that and like, and that also ties into her past as well. Uh, so we, we were doing a lot of really neat deep dives in ways of these characters that I had been kind of hoping for for a while. So it's like, it's like, it's like hey. you t- you're ticking all the boxes for me now. It just really kind of lit me up the more that this stuff went on. And all that kind of made me think was like, man, I wish, I wish these seasons were like 15 or 16 episodes yeah. instead of 13. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Like, even though um, all of these threads, I think, they have satisfying conclusions. And, like, the, it, this show does a really good job of tying all of its themes together. Especially with using tomato. <laughs> so stupid. But it's, but it's a good damn allegory. It's a good damn... It, it's, good, it's, good, it's good symbolism of using tomatoes and how they're grown to... To, uh, to bring all this, you know... To, to make all this make sense. But these... They needed a little more room to breathe, especially in this season, I think, uh, because mm-hmm. there's like there's not a lot of levity in this season at all. Yeah, uh, you get like a few moments where Habiki's worried about not being able to finish all of her um, uh, uh, summer summer school. <laughs> that's the big fucking thread. That's the big is... that's the one like the one normal life thread that's going through this whole season is she can't get her homework done. <laughs> very silly um and, and, and but but this is not like this this show does not have a chance to slow down like at all though yeah. they, they don't even have they don't even have time to work in their little high school friends 
Like, you know, Aww. they're always kind of hanging around. There's usually, like, an episode where they're very prominent there, prominently there, and they're just like, that just does not happen this season. They're, they're in a scene at the very end yeah. they do not talk. They, they do don't not talk even in this talk. Season, no. <laughs> there's like, just they, nothing. There's definitely a decision of, like, yeah, we're just not going to get their voice actors in at all. Fuck it. Yeah, like, this is a season that is very focused on, like, on the plot. It's very plot-heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the most plot-heavy, I think, uh, uh, a season of this show has been because they're trying to kind of fill in all the blanks because this show is literally like revealing the people that have supposedly masterminded the first three seasons or have been involved with everybody that's mm. been an antagonist in the first three seasons. So they've got to make all of this stick and make it believable. Um, and they do a you know, pretty good job of that. I don't know why they put this in or if they because they didn't the reason the first three seasons are so kind of distinct is because they didn't think they were going to get greenlit for more seasons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then seasons four and five were greenlit at the same time so they were able to kind of build a smaller arc out of that but in season two maria actually does mention adam and the illuminati yeah and i and i don't know why they put that line in but it's like weird that they actually are able to call back to that that's it you know like Sometimes it's, it's just, you accidentally strike gold, I guess. Yeah. It's like a blink and you'll miss it line, too. It's yeah. like, because c- it's not important in the moment. It's just, you look at it afterwards and go, huh, did he actually plan this ahead? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I like I like it a lot. And, like, of course, like, this show goes big. The fights are fun. Like, <laughs> everything is still pretty much, like, it's, it, like... If you didn't like Simple Gear already, this isn't going to convince you. You just kind of have mm-hmm. to already be bought in by this point, I think. Um, mm. Another thing, big, big, yeah, all, this one's always been the big one in my craw, is that singing is a big part of the show. But any time that they were singing and fighting, it was just like, you're still just singing normally. And it, it there's a disconnect mm-hmm. for me. So, it, like, they actually do a lot more acting during the singing uh, in this season, like more so than ever oh, before, good. like when they're like really laying into an attack and it's, it's like they're at a part of the song, they're just screaming those fucking lyrics like a banshee. Like how is you, like like your throat is dead by the time you get home? I just know it. It's weird that the yeah, it's professional singers doing these big screams. Oh, they're in just the song. huge. Like these are very like these are the kind of screams where you hear in my throat hurts imagining yeah. how they fucking did that. But again, it's like okay, I hope you guys aren't injuring yourself because you do have like legitimately yeah. singing careers yeah. outside of this. Yeah. I've seen people complain that like the album versions of the songs are like completely different from those the in-show versions by mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, just... I prefer that. Like, it makes the show more... Like, it makes it work more for me. But then there's no way to actually just listen to the show version without watching no. the show. Like, once they release on the CDs are just the clean version. Yeah, like... The, that's, that's, the idealized one. That's how I would prefer it. Like, if I'm going to listen yeah. to the song okay. in, a, in a listening to a song setting... It would be funny if they just released the just screaming do version. The scre- do the screamy version, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, that would be fine do that yeah. but like if i'm just gonna listen to the songs in a normal setting like I, i'm probably not gonna want that version but if i'm gonna yeah. like but like if i'm watching the show yeah like give me that grit like make the attack yeah. like it makes those attacks land so much despite the fact that they reuse animations a lot mm-hmm. like when, when when they when the actresses really throw themselves into singing those parts and along with in conjunction with those big attacks lighting up the screen it feels nice it makes everything work for me yeah. just a bit more cool. mm-hmm. 
So, so like, so, so, so I'm very excited um, going going into the final season uh, because, like, even if this show ends up like like on the whole of like being like a seven for me, it's an mm. incredibly solid seven. Uh, nice. Just just because seasons three and yeah. four have really kind of picked up the pace, they've kind of yeah. uh, they've created expectations for me, um, mm-hmm. and, and those expectations aren't colored by Rhett's excitement. They're 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 colored by my own excitement of having been like, okay, I think that you are confident enough now to do the thing that I've wanted you to do from the yeah. start. Um, and this show is just kind of like you know, like this is a you know a thing that I'm actually like I'm not just watching to appease a friend or something or I'm not watching out of blind curiosity I'm not watching to make fun of, like I'm watching now because you know ever since season three I'm genuinely like I'm invested now I have Aww. to know I have to know how this ends and I've got well, a lot of confidence that it's probably going to be okay like the the first three seasons they just end like yeah. as if they might be a season fin- a series finale mm-hmm. this one has big cliffhanger at the end oh boy <laughs> the way the way they call back to simpho gear g though That's, backs me up yeah <laughs> where it's like actually this thing that was incredibly stupid and convenient in simpho gear g actually changed everything forever <laughs> It's so good the way that they just casually drop that bombshell. It's like, oh my god, what are they going to do with this? It's such a good fucking drop. It's such a good drop. Oh, I'll I'll try to be vague about this though. There's one part where character is holding up an arm, and then <laughs> energy. Mm-hmm. is in the air, mm-hmm. and then moves over to Hibiki instead, instead yep. of the arm. Yep. And I thought, oh my god, are they going to no- acknowledge the fact that her arm got torn off in Sivogir G, and they still don't? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they they make a different Sivogir G callback. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, what a, what a good... What a good 13 episodes of television program that was. Wow. <laughs> that is... Um, that's some That's so solid nice. seven. Yeah, this is yeah. really funny because I feel like Polly kind of turned, turned back towards it um, in GX the same way I did listening yeah. to her. So this is, makes me happy and excited about this one. Since so this is the one you like the least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? What's on this going one are... on here? What's going on here? You like this <sighs> season the least? Okay, so there's a couple reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Some are valid. Some I feel are invalid. Mm. <laughs> the the invalid one is there's not enough Hibiki. There's not like this is not this is not Hibiki's story. It is very much focused yeah. on two other characters kind of taking the spotlight here that yeah. ne- that needed that shine. I no, think. I agree. But then you get to the last couple episodes and they immediately 100 percent pivot back to Hibiki. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh wait, hold on. She's still oh, cool. Don't worry. Oh, oh my. I just exhaled. <laughs> but then there's also like. The way they do some of the villains dirty in this one really oh, sat yeah. uncomfortable for me in Fresno. I, like, yeah. The one with Shirabe and Subasa mm-hmm. on the highway. Yeah. That's that that like, one was really fucking weird. It felt very uh convenient. That one was so strange. Like she's just running away from the Simpho Gears and they murk her. Yeah, like what the oh, fuck? No. It's so wild. Like it's just like the most unprovoked attack on somebody I think we've seen from like 
fr- from this group of characters. And it's just like, yeah. she is literally, she wants nothing to do with them. She is literally trying to get somewhere else because, oh, something bad's about to happen and somebody needs to be mm-hmm. warned. And they just fucking murk her ass. <laughs> it's, it's, I was, I felt really bad after that episode. Aww. And this was not a show that had made me feel bad in that way to yeah. that point. Yeah, that's because, valid. Because they never, they never acknowledge it. Like, hey, you, killed her kind of just murdered somebody <laughs> who was not like trying to fight yeah. you she and defended like, oh. her she defended herself but she did yeah. so while running away this is not a stand your ground case because it's like if it was hibiki that that would if be it that, had, yeah yeah it, like her character would be broken if it had been her so they yeah. would have written it differently yeah so like there's just things like that and like the tomato one is also a little uncomfortable for me Mm. because okay the i don't want to say things that i don't like about the show because i don't want to sour your opinion on it no you're not going to i have my own okay. what Rhett, i'm it's, capable oh, i'm capable okay. of i'm capable of my own thought Rhett. a thing i see a lot and i came to this conclusion myself is that the tomato metaphor is also kind of justifying the abuse of natasha on Shiraibe and Kiri. I didn't like that's and, not why I liked that. That's not why okay. I liked that metaphor. See, I thought like that when they kept flashing back to the abuse and trying to paint that as a good thing, I kept yeah. wanting to, I kept yeah. wanting to, I kept wanting to throw a shoe through my TV. Okay, good. Okay. I'm not sure like, what they were like this goes back to the Hibiki's dad thing in the previous season which thank God they just let go of in this season. <laughs> they just don't even fucking mention it. Um when they started talking, like, th- this is a woman that, like, literally, like, abused Shirabe and Kirika. Um, yeah. And, and, but then painting that is like, oh, you were the tomatoes that w- I was toughening up yeah, for the harsh Yeah, fuck this that! Story. That's fuck such, that. Okay. that is such awful fucking writing. Like, whoever okay. wrote that should feel bad. Okay. Like, it was those moments, like, the, the marking and then the tomato shit, where yeah. it's just like, there's things in the season that I can't defend, like, unconditionally. Sure. Compared to, like, any of the others. Yeah, like, those those two things, I very much, yeah, I think those two things are the absolute things I took away from the season thing. Yeah, and, and the whole, the weird fucking, the way Tiki is presented oh, yeah. in this, it's just fucking, ugh. It seems like they have a running thread in, like... Everybody is redeemable. Everybody is actually yeah. good. Yeah, because uh, they yeah. did that with Ine and G. They did that with with her with Hibiki's dad. They yeah. do that. With, they do that with the bad fucking Hojo in season in GX. <laughs> oh god! And they're doing it again. It's that yeah. that just seems like yeah. a weirdness about the show's lens mm-hmm. is that they want to they want everybody to be good, and everybody has a reason. Everybody's actually got the best interests of the people they hurt at heart, which is sweet and i feel like i I feel like it's trying to look i feel like the the show is is viewed through a lens of almost like hibiki's mindset of how she would view things and they're basically validating that and it just Mm -hmm. feels real shitty when it's involved with literal child abuse yeah like i think her character really did have the best intentions and like Again, it's it's rough because it's connected to Simpho Gear G, which is like the weakest story, like yeah, by far. Yeah, yeah. And like it's also connected to like extra material side reading that wasn't officially translated yeah. into English. Because like I think the story with her is that after Fine died, and they were looking for 
who her soul went back into. Mm-hmm. The American government decided that it was none of the kids, so they were just going to clean up that entire operation and kill everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. So she broke them out of that. She did save them. So Why? she does have, you know... Okay, you did one good thing! I know. I know. It's 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 rough. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, having flashbacks to her, like, actually hitting them. Actually beating but, them! And then having a sad look on her face. Like, it's just like, oh, that's rough. That is that's such, super that, bad. That is the most, like, manipulative abuser bullshit. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out! The only thing I can say is that I feel her character is, like, the literal opposite of the, the mom in Promised Neverland. <laughs> Where mom wanted to give them a perfectly gentle, stress-free life and then murder them. Yeah. (laughs) Where Natasha wanted to toughen them up for the realities of the world so that she could save them later on. Like, they're pretty much opposites, but they're both very, very flawed. Yeah. But I I also hate the mom in... (laughs) Promise Neverland way way more. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she's just a fucking monster. She's dead. Yeah, just yeah. She's a great character, but an absolute fucking monster. Yeah. So I do feel like save these kids from the American government murdering them is like, hey, that's a pretty that's big good thing. Check mark in your favor. And then beat. And then you know beat the shit out of them later. Probably not the best follow up there. Gotta stre- gotta gotta t- toughen those tomatoes up. Gotta toughen those tomatoes up. They're much sweeter when you abuse them. Oh, <laughs> see, see. Do you know why I, I joke about this metaphor being awful all the time now? Yeah, it's pretty. It dreadful. just falls apart. Like yeah. I, I, I well, think that the idea that they're trying to say here is that, like, you know, having gone through adversity does make a person stronger. It makes them, it gives them more empathy. Like, it makes them a sweeter person. But the way that it is applied uh, in this situation, yeah, it's just giving excuse to abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like last week when we basically had the same conversation off stream, and you said, "Oh." Like the tomato thing, it's about you know toughening up somebody, and I was or going through adversity. I was like, "Ooh, that's one way to see it." <laughs> if you ignore the child abuse stuff, no, no, okay, I was I'm cognizant we, of that. I'm very okay. cognizant of that. Because um, some some people read this and they're just like, "Yep, I understand it," and some people are like, "What the fuck are you trying to show say show?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is okay. a, this is a show I'm, that is very I'm, conflicted about a lot of things. Like I said, the weird fucking tiki shit. Uh, the Hibiki's dad shit, and 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 this shit especially with with with, with Natasha is just like, it's really bad, really bad, everybody. Okay, it sounds- so that so the, those are the reasons I would p- consider putting this as my least favorite season, mm. but my least favorite season is probably now G actually. Yeah, G is pretty bad. It's very stupid. Turtle Combat is right. Nothing beats a good shit. <laughs> it's a, oh, dog, no. a dog and Rumpa two sh- character that would agree. I'm not shitting in five minutes. Come on. <laughs> if I had to shit in the middle of the podcast, I'd be messaging y'all like, "Can y'all like stall for 20? <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, people will be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Somebody sometimes people will poop in five five minutes, and I'll just be like, "What the fuck? You're not." <laughs> You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, are you, human. Are you, 
I, either that or they're just fucking filthy back there. They're God, just, God just, just made, walking around with God unwashed, made, miserable asses. God just made you a straight tube from stomach to asshole. Um. Welcome to the Soxcast. We talk about the we talk about the digestive system here. I I'm just gonna say when I have to go, it's immediate. I mean, There's yeah, the no... shitting happens quickly, but the cleanup has to be is like leisurely. That's what I'm saying. Five, <laughs> leisurely, like you're enjoying it here. Five minutes is enough time. What are you doing back there? You're not cleaning up effectively. It's like people that read a book and like an after like read a whole a long book in an afternoon, and then I find out, oh, you were just skipping chapters. You're just skipping ass cleanup. Your butt. You didn't read. You didn't read the whole book. You, oh, your butt's just a mess. You're you just, just got permanent mud butt. Nah. Glad <laughs> we can talk about basically anything on this podcast because nobody fucking listens to it. That makes it that may, that's very nice. It, it, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Uh, yeah, we can we can talk about what I kind mean, of dumps you take. Uh, honestly, I'm not looking at chat. I think after last week's like kind of just hangout, it was like, yeah, I'm just kind of not going to pretend we're actually anybody's actually listening <laughs> you just kind of got you, you once you realize nobody gives a fuck you can just let go just let go let loose it's like a dump really yeah <laughs> as we said that three more friend, three of our good good friends post in the chat everybody <laughs> wants a bidet i mean yeah i mean i just take a shower never mind Oh my. Right. It reminds me of that joke we used to make about Eric dumping in the shower anytime he had to go. <laughs> so I just called him the shower dumper for a long time, and then, and then weird, he doesn't talk to me anymore. I don't know why. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man, I'm being the most professional podcast host right now, and that I'm finishing off strawberry banana yogurt. It's very good. Oh, it's very good, for, it's, it, which is also, coincidentally, very good for the digestive system. There you go. I, I will be right back. I'm watching this fly bounce around my room, and it's just like, I have to kill it. I'm sorry. Keep the audio on. I want to hear you going at this thing. <laughs> Do not mute, okay. motherfucker. If it was good enough for a whole ass episode of Breaking Bad, it's good enough for our podcast. Exactly. We can have, we can have a fly arc on our episode <laughs> and be just as It'd be just as compelling. Just as artful, I think. Yeah. Just like loaded. <laughs> I have like a bunch of little bullshit things. Uh-huh. Um, I figure I could figure fire those off and make up for the <laughs> very long for my <laughs> very long segment. But I told y'all, um I mean we could wait for Red. I, I, let's wait for Red. Let's wait. You really to want to? Because he's got he's, he muted and I told him not to. So I think the fact hey, that we cut him out of this portion back. of the oh he's I back. did not mute. Okay. I didn't mute. Oh okay. <laughs> I didn't hear you swinging a fly swatter or anything. Well, so I grabbed no I grabbed a tissue, mm -hmm. but now I can't see. I didn't see where he went. Oh the little bastard! But at some point I'm just gonna stand up and fucking grab him. Yeah. It's not a small fly. It's like one of those big spindly like long legs fuckers. Oh I hate those fuckers. I have a lamp in my office. He's just, he was, yeah. It gets in the, like, the lamp is like a bowl, so it's like, the, yeah. the lampshade goes up, so they get yeah, in man. there. Yeah. Mine is exactly the same way, there, and there's just a bunch of dead flies at the bottom. Yeah, I cleaned that oh. out the other day. I clean that out once a week. I do that, like, once a year. <laughs> oh, no! 
I, but the, this guy, I just, I'm just watching this fly bounce, across, bounce against the hibiki poster. Like, fucking stop that! Fucking stop that! He's just donk, donk, so donk. It's, like, <laughs> it's not so much that if there's a fly in your room, it's that he's fucking with the hibiki poster. Yeah, exactly. I'm just watching. <laughs> he's just flying into it like over and over. Like, like what are you uh, trying to accomplish, my dude? Well, to be fair, if the fly is going to bounce against any surface in <laughs> surface. the room, statistically, yeah. it will likely be a hibiki. Yeah, we've, we've seen yeah. your room at this point, Rhett. <laughs> so we know that the sa- the, hibiki, the hibiki saturation levels are pretty high. 90%. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know how you whip your dick out in your room to masturbate and still not bump into a hibiki's forehead. Well, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> Just a soft, loving thwap. Right there. It's just right on oh there. My God. Good thing nobody listens to this. Nope! Like I said, when you learn to let go and you, you just let those standards fly out the window, <laughs> who fucking cares? John Thayer, get this mess back on track for us, please. Alright, I told told this Polly, just uh, a bunch of little games because I was like exhausted from playing so many long bad games that I was just like, <laughs> I want to slam through some remember how to love video games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played in three days. I replayed Dragon Quest One on my phone. Mm-hmm. That game's dope. I really like it. It's just a nice chill, especially in the remakes where it's like five or six hours long and you can just chew through it. Uh-huh. It's like yes. Did I'm they like up the up level? Did they up the experience yields and stuff in that, or is it just a matter of it being easier to interact with? I'm. Pr- I mean, I'm pretty sure all the remakes up the experience and gold yields a mm. lot from the NES originals. Okay, I've. Which is why, which is part of why I have not yet played the NES originals. I have only played the remakes. Oh, um, I did not know that. Wow, oh, yeah. you just lost a whole bunch of cred. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, everyone's like, oh, Dragon Quest is grinding. I'm like, I never have to grind in Dragon Quest. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought that's because I play the DS games and I play the Game Boy Color games and I play the Super Nintendo games. It's fine. I played it when it was called Dragon Warrior. Yep, I got I got, I got a free copy from Nintendo Power. Yeah, they wanted that to be big here so badly. I think they it, gave I think it for it's, away for free. I think it's less of we want it to be big and more of man, nobody's buying these. <laughs> yeah, I think that the NES game that the NES original Dragon Quest is about twice as long as like all the remakes. Yeah, yeah really, because I got man. to the final boss like. It was the first JRPG I ever, like, engaged like, with. I, I, that, and I almost beat it. Without many shenanigans, that game can be speedran in about four hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just thinking, like, I don't think it was that long or arduous. No, it's it's no. not. It's very straightforward until it's not, and then you've got to go <laughs> find the right event trigger. I, I like the... I like the... the um. I like how that game is structured. I like that you basically have two different ways you can walk from the start, mm-hmm. and then like there's ways to progress progress towards getting the the two things that you need to open the final dungeon in both from both paths. Mm. Um, so you just kind of keep poking at the edges of both paths until you run into an, a guy that kills you. And you're like, okay, let's go the other way. <laughs> let's, yeah. Back when RPGs uh, let you do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you you're basically have the whole world open from the start. It's just that if you try to go into the end game areas, it's farther away from the place where you respawn and enemies will kill you very quickly. Mm. So you're incentivized to just explore close to you and then branch out slowly. Mm. Um it, it just feels it's very 
playing the remakes especially, it's so speedy. Mm-hmm. It just feels like just putting an RPG in my veins. Just get me the pure good stuff. Yeah, give me so like good. the most concentrated dose of JRPG that you got. And it's hard to think of much, you know, of much more pure and, and distilled without any bells and whistles than, than, than Dragon Quest. Boy, yeah. boy, you get those endorphin hits. When those when you level up, when you get that new equipment, feels real good. The fighting in all of these games feels real good. They just put a lot of attention into making the... Um, Making like those critical hits, making yeah. the the level up sounds and all just I, I, I played the phone game and even the phone version it all basically comes through once you get used to the ugly tiles. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Why would they make it ugly? No, no, in their mind they were making it better. Like you're taking a bullshit game and making it good for a new audience. Just like AM2R. Quest- yeah, Dragon Quest Three looks great on phones. I think it's it doesn't have that weird tilt. Yeah, uh, it just looks like the SNES game, but without the animations, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah. But otherwise, it looks great. Um, I one TC Space Mega Force. It took two sittings. Yeah, that game's not very hard. <laughs> it's really not hard. It's a lot of spectacle, but it is not very difficult. Despite it being a like a full calendar hour long oh god yeah <laughs> well thank yeah. god it's not that hard then yeah yep <laughs> that was my very first Celeste game nice. that i actually nice. finished they're um, all kind of like that yeah i so i finished space megaforce and i went in a couple places and i was like so i've kind of been under the impression that like compile is a good dev that makes good games. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember where I got that impression. <laughs> I think I might not, know. Wow. I might know where. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, partly from Rhett, partly from a number of other people. And I'm just like, it, it, it's like they were in the exact same, like, caliber in my brain as, like, mm-hmm. Sunsoft. Just yeah. like this mm-hmm. classic 80s dev that's not around anymore. 80s, 90s dev. Um, and then I realized, like, every Aleste game I've tried has been like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, just like kind of mushy. Um, um, okay, this, I, I, know, I did like I did like this one a lot. Ultimately, I should say, yeah, right. I know why I love Compile is because they made the Guardian Legend. Yeah, like straight up, that's the one. Okay, I have not played that one yet. It's on that was the, it. Go like, ahead, right? it, and it is weird because the shmup parts in that I don't think are that they're good. It's not just, no, they're the most Euro shmup awful shit. They are really. <laughs> You take a lot of damage. Yeah. You have a lot of HP. But, like, again, for when that game came out, the idea of, like, we made a Zelda with shmup areas, fucking beautiful, masterful, yep. genius. <laughs> it's so cool. You play, like, this robot girl that turns into a spaceship. Like, <laughs> what more could you do to to, to cater to Rhett sensibilities? Yeah. I think, oh, that's what it was. I mean, no, I've seen this game, like, oh. go ahead, Rhett. That game like formed those sensibilities where I was like, "Holy Ooh. shit, my spaceship turned into a girl!" Whoa, <laughs> like fucking <laughs> awesome. This game, this game came out in eighty, like eighty nine in America, like extremely early. Yeah, I think this is the best game I've ever played. What, what, is there more? <laughs> at this the time, at the time, it might have been the best game I'd ever played. It's awesome. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Is that I played Space Mega Force and I was like, that was really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And then I and then I started Golvelius and then like got stuck mm. and then quit um, and then I was like, which does have shmup sections actually, mm-hmm. so it's like part 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 shmup 
um, part ET for the Atari 2600, where you're running around falling into holes that all look the same. <laughs> Great. Um, but I, so I did that, and I was like, okay, here's my compile journey. And then I, I talked to a friend and who is a compile fr- fan, and he kind of filled me in on more of the general vibe that they were doing. Kind of starting to think of them less as like this really good old classic game developer and more like kind of dojiny PC nerds that made weird cool shit. Mm-hmm. Weird like evocative Kusoge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I'm go ahead, right? I'm just look I'm just looking through their history. They made like Alien Crush and Devil Crush on the TurboGrafx 16, yeah. which were my favorite pinball games like ever. They also made a little series called Puyo Puyo. Yes, they did get that's, into Puyo that's, Puyo that, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> It's probably they're they're good. I'm just like uh, yeah. the, sh- the the feel of Aleste is very not what mm. I'm typically after from shmups. So I was like trying to vibe with it a little more, and I I want to vibe with it because um GG Aleste three looks so pretty. That's the new homebrew yeah Game Gear Aleste game made by um M three. Yeah, were they? Oh, uh, looks dope. Um, but I went on. Then I went on Sega binge. I played <laughs> Alex Kidd and Miracle World. Why? Which I, uh, I like... Th- this game is cute, Rat. This okay, game is okay. nice. I like Alex Kidd and Miracle World. I played Alex Kidd and Shinobi World like two years ago and loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I did... I kind of mushed through Miracle World with save states because I was like, oh, I don't have patience mm. for this. Because um, it's a lot clunkier and weirder yeah. than Shinobi World. Um, which was like four years later, so it makes sense. Uh, and then this time I just completely vibed with it for some reason. I was just like, yes, I am feeling Alex Kidd. Just don't, pre- I, just don't press up while you're swimming. You won't bump into the spikes. Don't press up and oh then look up God. online what the Jenkin solution is. Yeah. So that you don't have to fucking worry about that. Because uh, the bosses are you play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. You lose, you die. But there's a, there's a static way through that you can just yeah. do and it'll go through it every time. It's um, funny, uh... The Genesis one is the same way, where, like, if you just mash the correct answer on, like, the first frame, it's always the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I actually played that, and I finished it legit, and it felt really nice. Um, cool. I like that. Um, it's very tempting to compare it with, like, Mario, um, where Alex Kidd is just a lot more varied than Mario 1. It's yeah. got a lot more different... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the screen scrolls in different directions. It goes... It has... It has like an actual like final levels that you explore. Um, it's really cool, and it it, it feels like the I, I feel like the era of platformers between Mario One and Mario Three is like one of my favorite feeling sections of like just like it's a lot of figuring like, shit out and a lot of interesting yeah. ideas came from that. Yeah. Like once you get to Mario three and like Kirby's Adventure and whatnot, and it things feels become very more, like becomes more uniform, expected. Yeah, and I love I fucking love Mario three. Oh yeah, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. That's very much like okay, we're kind of settling into that SNES yeah. groove. We figured yeah. this out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like Mario, Mario Land, Mario two, um, Alex Kidd, Sonic one. Um, there's just a bunch of platformers in that kind of era that just make me really happy. <laughs> oh, Castle Illusion. Um, <laughs> I feel like I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but like the Turbo Graphics probably has a ton of those. Oh yeah, just a little bit off platformers. 
I mean, yeah. like JJ and Jeff, um, yeah. Adventure Island, uh, Bonk. Like those are weird, interesting things. JJ mm. and Jeff is so weird. Yeah, that game. It, it's like a super early like idea of a comedy game, but it's yeah. also really hard. Yeah, it's super fucking hard. I was banging my head against that because I got that uh, I got that uh, Turbo Graphics Mini, and it's just like, man, um, that game is really brutal. That's cute. Um, I well, I didn't play a Turbo Graphics game because I kept on my Master System journey. Oh, good. I played all of Sonic One on oh. Master System, which I'd never played before. Oh, what are you going on about? Oh, this game rules. I, I haven't played this one. I just know Sonic 2 on Master System is fucking trash. Yeah, 2 That's is not- irredeemable garbage. I think the first one is okay. They're completely different devs, for the record. Yeah. 2 is by That's- aspect and that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care, give a shit about two because I played Triple Trouble on Game Gear and that game sucked. Mm. So I'm like, okay, wonder, cool. I'm good on Aspect. And they made all of the 8-bit ones besides yeah. Sonic One. Oh really? So that's in. Why would so like the? <laughs> they did a good job on Sonic One, so they never got to do work on it again. I think the Sonic One devs were the. Um, it, it was. Uh, it was ancient. Yeah, Game they went Wolf. on to go do their own shit. Yeah, uh, it's it's the Yuzo Kashira. They went on to do like um okay. uh, Beyond Oasis. Beyond Oasis. They helped and... on Streets of Rage two and three. Yeah, it's just it, funny it's... to me because I had Sonic two and Triple Trouble as a kid, and was like, these ain't very good. No, and so of course the, the one that might be passable never picked up Sonic one. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Perfect. I really liked Master System Sonic one because it's okay. like. Because like the thing I a thing I love about Sonic One Genesis is that it it came out before like Sonic Two came out and and then solidified just calcified in amber what a two D Sonic game is for everyone until the end of time. Because <laughs> after that, they all feel like that. They are all that is what they are riffing on is Sonic Two levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you play Sonic Rush, play Sonic Advance, play mo- most of Sonic Three and Knuckles. It's like every Mario game now is Grassland, Desertland, Waterland. Oh my. I mean, the fact that Nintendo has no fucking imagination is on them. Yeah. They Mario games could be interesting. They're just not. Yes, yeah. they were. They were. They were. They were consistently interesting for like fifteen years. Um. But yeah, I I, I played this, and this is the same thing where it's not like a Sonic game. It's just a platformer with a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. There's like some loop de loops, but then like the levels are even more like. Um, kind of varied and gimmicky sometimes than like Sonic than Genesis one. Mm-hmm. Like there's an auto scroller level in this one. Oh yeah, there's, there's a completely vertical level where that with Kid Icarus oh. style scrolling, where like every time you go up, then the the death barrier comes up. Oh. Um, and then it has like a pretty dope last couple levels. There's a level. There's a it. it you can see them doing a, a kind of a dry run for Sonic 2's climax because you do Scrap Brain. And then you do like the um, the there's an airship t- uh, and a whole airship world, um, and it's pretty dope. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Ooh. Cola, kit for game gear. Duly noted. Damn, I li- I went one day. See, this is a. Th- so I really like this. 
And I played one Game Gear game, and then I, I posted in multiple channels. I said, well, that was the only other Game Gear game I wanted to play. I guess I'm done with the Game Gear. And the thing is, when I expected, when I expected that was bait for people to say, um, <laughs> for people to be like, no, John, you should play this Game Gear game. What are you talking about? You can't be done with the Game Gear. And crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody piped up with. Actually, John, you should play Royal Stone. I don't know. Whatever the fuck, play Game Gear Shinobi. Whatever the fuck. See, the thing on. is, I just typically don't tell people to play Game Gear games because my only experience with the Game Gear, in in terms of owning one, was I found one in a desk in seventh grade, mm -hmm. and I never found the owner for it, so I took it home, and it did not work. Ah. <sighs> Oh jeez! So that's my experience with the Game Gear. Is I have somebody's Game Gear that they left at school, <laughs> and uh, it didn't work. So I had game. I had a Game Gear as a kid. I somehow had Sonic One, Sonic Two, Game Gear Shinobi, Game Gear Shinobi Two, Jurassic Jeez. Park, Man, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I think there's like a fighting game. I had, a, I had a friend in sixth grade. Motherfucker had the TV tuner. He brought that shit to school, and I was just like, my mind was... You had, to, you had to peel it off the fucking wall. Yeah, there was a Game Gear TV tuner. I had, I, had the the wall wall I had the wall charger, so that <laughs> I, I would never... Because my mom would not... Because your mom would not said, go... You have to plug it in, because yeah. otherwise you'll... We, we can't, we'll not buy batteries for this. Okay, because I, I had the TurboGrafx TV tuner. Oh, nice. Ooh. Um, and I remember, like, it actually worked fairly well on, like, car trips. That's that's pretty cool. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I thought that was funny because I went one day without ha having to add a, another Game Gear thing. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite Game Gear game was just Bubble Bobble, and it's just, hey, just play the NES just, version. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it's the just thing is that they're, all, thing. Is that they're almost just... all worse versions of Master System. Like, all those Sonic games are just Master System games with worse resolutions. Yeah. Let's see like, the enemies coming. Like, Streets of Rage, they cut out a character, they cut out two stages. Like, it's just, they're, they're just worse Master System games. Yeah. Are uh, there any, like, ex exclusives? I mean, there's one. I played it. <laughs> this is my last thing for the week. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. I played Sylvan Tale. Oh, oh, hey. So this is a Sega-developed original. It is a top-down action RPG. I like those. Oh, hey. Um, it's very pretty. It mm -hmm. has an extremely evocative title screen music, and it's Japan only. Oh. So this is, like, catnip for my brain. I've known about this game for, like, <laughs> five years, and I'm just like, oh, but that's so fucking good. I bet the game's so fucking good. I'm so fucking excited to play Sylvan Tale. I'm so fucking excited. This game's oh, no. so fucking oh, good. No. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so horny for this! Oh my god! Um, and I posted the title screen music in the chat. Good. Um, so this is. Uh, I had like a meltdown after I finished this game <laughs> because it's. Oh it's right. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw these tweets of just yeah Zelda rage basically. Because <laughs> this game is because this game is just it's it's fucking Zelda. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking Zelda. Fucking Zelda! It's, it's fucking Zelda. Um, yeah, it's just Zelda. It's just fucking Zelda. There's no because there, there's no story. You're not get, you're not playing it for that. You're playing it to collect six droplets that make up one of the 
three pieces of the thingamabobber. You get three the three gems. There's something that come together at the, the end. Tri-gem. <laughs> the tri-gem. The um, tri-gem. To fight a non-specific, to beat a non-specific enemy. There's a legendary tree. Uh, <laughs> some, a little bit, some little mana energy, too. There is, like... This is a completely original IP, completely original world. It feels the most, like, played out, dry, <laughs> we are doing Zelda thing that yeah. you could imagine is how it felt to me. The only thing that I liked was that it, um, um, the dungeons aren't as, like, rigid as Zelda. Like, there's one dungeon that is just one long room. It's one very long room with, like, all the puzzles take place in two, two tile-wide corridor. Um, which I thought was really neat. Um, there's another room that is, there's another dungeon that is one puzzle. Um, so like they, they do, they, the, the structure is weirder and, um, less like rigid than something like Zelda. There's no maps also for the, um, for the dungeons too. So they, they exper- exploring them is a little, there's some, there's, a, there's a nice flavor to actually having to learn the layouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I figured out the action pretty fast um, there's not you're not playing it for the story. It's pretty. The what are you playing this for? It's so that you can wander around the overworld trying to figure out what the game expects you to do next. <laughs> oh boy. Find those adventure uh find those adventure game plot points and get those triggers are going. Cause you can walk around a bunch of places, but the on, there's only ever one thing to do next, mm. and if you don't figure yeah, out yeah. how to do that one thing, then you won't have the tools to you won't have the magic form to progress along any of the other ways. So, <laughs> Ellie, what was <laughs> this? Is how I felt about Faerun. Faerun, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. That's that's why I've had a meltdown because I was playing this and I was like, I love Faerun. Why do I hate this? Yeah, this is, is is it bigger? Because, like, if the area... It's just yeah. bigger and there's more shit. Because Faerun is just, like... There's no there's no action. There's no, next to nothing. You're, it's literally just wandering around figuring out the event it, flag. And it's, it's, and it's just, small. The, just the triggers. And, like, it's like, okay. I can appreciate that. But this, I wasn't here for that. I was here to play, like, a top-down action-adventure game. And it was just that. and I, But with, like... A bunch. You have like six forms you transform into. You collect a bunch of items that do shit. So at any given point, if there's like a rock blocking your path, then it's like, okay, let me transform into the mole form, and then maybe I can break the rock with my mole form. And you try doing that, and that doesn't work. Anyway, let me go into the turtle form because I know if I do the charge turtle attack, that breaks some different rocks. No, that doesn't do it. Okay. Well, let me try this item. Oh, <laughs> let me equip this geez. this floating rune I found earlier. Like you have. 15 verbs and at any given point the solution is just figure out what verb goes onto this one thing i got through a whole ass dungeon and then i got to the end and i didn't but then you can also get to the end of the dungeon and there'll be a puzzle and you don't have the verb because it's somewhere else in the overworld so you just are like okay that sounds pretty bad bad. so i'm like i i don't know what to do here I tried every single thing that I had, and it didn't do the trick. And then it turns out I had to go elsewhere and then get the mouse form. But I didn't think, oh, yeah, that puzzle is obviously something I would fix by having the mouse form. So I didn't think to go back there and check again now that I had the new form. And, to, and then that was when I finally looked at the guide, and then I guided through the rest of it, and it was miserable. Um, what? So. Do you know roughly when this came out? 
1995. That's... Oh, oh okay. God, that's bad. Well, that's the thing. It feels like post Link's Awakening. Like, it this would like... feel... Like, this would probably be acceptable in, like, 1989, 1991. That's exactly what I was thinking. Maybe? Where, like, the whole animal transformation was making me think of, uh... Dragon's... Yeah. Quest. No. Yeah, the the Wonder Boy one, Wonder Dragon's, Boy. Dragon's Trap. Yeah, that's the one. Where it's like that has a lot of kind of obtuse things, but not nearly to, to what this sounds like. But ninety five, like this sounds like we are still figuring out shit. Eighties. It's not, not that. It, that that's what that's the thing. This is not that. This is fucking. We have figured this out. We know what a Zelda game looks like. We're going to yeah. do that. And we're going to do, and there's going to be nothing else but, you know, figuring out weird event flags bullshit. It's going to be completely linear, but we're going to pretend it's not. Um, it's, Oracle, like, it's, Oracle, it's the yeah. Oracle games. It, it frustrated me the exact same way Oracle of Seasons did, mm. which that was like a 2001 game and it sucked the same way. Yeah. I, I feel, though, though, like getting into a dungeon and not actually having the thing you need to beat it is like a lesson that was learned prior to this. Yeah, like what? It was a lesson that was learned in literally any Zelda game released since like 1988. Yeah. Well, the dungeon again, the dungeons are really small and a lot of them are like half overworld, so it, uh, the line is a lot less clear than you would have with something like Oracle. I still feel like Oracle of Seasons is worse because it's all of this and then also you fucking are collecting pieces of heart no. and the fucking seeds for rings. <laughs> so that so you'll get go through a whole bullshit puzzle and then you'll get a seed that you can plant and then get a useless ring yay <laughs> so i hate oracle seasons more also it's longer yeah that's good point. so i just had a fucking meltdown that is literally just i don't like zelda games right now which makes me a little sad i'm like because i don't like to just turn my heart off to things but i'm like i don't like this kind of game right now um and Polly, I really want to like Alundra. Is Alundra like this? Oh, man. As much as I like Alundra, <laughs> it is literally just, yo, we are a we are a prettier Zelda with a different vibe. Oh, that's what I was afraid to hear. Don't go into Alundra if you're looking for something different right now. I think Alundra okay. is a good example of this, um, but it's also just that. Like, it's not that ambitious. Yeah, it's probably I like I was thinking about Link's Awakening because that game kind of annoys me, but I, I but I appreciate it because it's like it's mostly pretty clear about the rules. Yeah, um, and it's the, a Game Boy the, game, uh, and over... you're not and you're not allowed to dislike Game Boy games. Yeah, and the overworld, <laughs> the overworld stuff is like generally pretty clean, and yeah. it makes sense. It's it's Link's Awakening is good. <laughs> I can I will I, I can say that. Um, so I, 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 once I'm back in the mood for something like that, then I'll at least be able to try out Alundra at least, and that'll be my next Zelda game. That mm -hmm. Hirokami. I think Okami might be the oh, better pick, but that's just me. I mean, Okami's a Kamiya, so yeah. that'll be fun. So like, that's got more of a hook. But it's I think. it's a, but it is very much a 3D Zelda game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. So someday. Uh, my heart will be open to Zelda again, and then I'll play Alundra and Okami and not another Zelda game. What is <laughs> yeah. left? What, yeah. am I going to play Oracle of Ages? No. Breath Probably. of the Wild 2. Like, like, if, yeah, if I'm going to touch a Zelda game at all, if I'm going to be forced to do it, or if I'm going to be convinced, the only way I would look at is, 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 is Breath of the Wild. 
Just because that's such a, it's such a. John already played. John already played that one though, yeah. so it is kind of off the table. It is completely yeah. different. Yeah. It's not the same. It's obviously not the same thing. That one made me sad in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't have the like the fucking trigger shit where it's just like, hey, the whole thing's open right away. Like yeah, it, it is such a rejection of that old style. Yeah, exactly. It's literally the the, the thing that made me sad. It was like, oh, okay, so you're a triple A open world game now. Um, obviously, Red pointed out a bunch of things that it does that are special and nice, and it is very pretty. Um, but yeah, so that that was my that was my ma- my Master System journey ended kind of pitily, where I was like, I really liked Alex Kid, I really liked Sonic One. They got me to make a cute platformer prototype. I was yeah, like, I want yeah. to channel this energy. Pow! Um, pow! <laughs> pow! And then I ended it's my up playing favorite Silver sound. Tail, it's uh, my favorite sound effect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and then I played Sylvan Tail, and I was like, okay, nah. done with Ugh. old short games for a bit. <laughs> and that was all of my updates. Good Brett. Good haul. Well, no Trails Zero. I mean, I'm still playing Trails Zero. I, I, I know, I know. I know. He just, yeah, he just did not play it in the last few weeks, so. Yeah. No, I did. I just, I, I, I will, you... I have enough shit. Yeah. That I, inflict, I inflict enough of my bullshit on y'all. Good point. <laughs> That's a good point. That I need to that I need to trim where I can, and I know I'm gonna you know do my trail zero. I feel like inflict. I feel like inflict is the proper <laughs> language to be using anytime you get to talk on the podcast. Yes, especially on a Kingdom Hearts episode. <laughs> that was was that was the that was the conclusion of the trilogy. I feel like I, I gave you fate. You earned that, gave, but you, but you gave, inflicted it on. Us. I gave you fate and Kingdom Hearts, and you got an hour for both. Thank you. I love you both. <laughs> Red, what else have you been up to? So I'll make this easy nothing. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. So I will tell very quick stories. So you know how on Twitter.com, they, <laughs> if you refresh the main page, they'll just recommend stuff instead of actually showing your fucking timeline? Uh, yeah. So, so like every once in a while, it's like, hey, love life, follow this topic? No. No. But this one, this one just popped up and it's fucking killing me. Oh no! The topic it wants me to follow is horse racing and equestrian, <laughs> and the tweet attached to it is a fucking Uma Musume girl. <laughs> like Twitter is just confused, thinking these are Twitter is done, oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> that's very funny. That's real good. Okay, so I actually clicked the top and it's it all actual horse racing. Aww. I was hoping it would be a bunch of anime girls. I was waiting for that. But hidden... the one it recommended, the trove. Yeah, the hidden treasure trove of rice shower images that are really good and classy. I mean, I send you all the ones I found. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm and not... There's a lot. Yeah, there's... there's. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I haven't. I haven't even played Isaac in a week. Like, I've just been just, picking just... away at Trails of Zero. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, there's so much other stuff I want to play, but I I don't want to do the John thing of just, like, having five spinning plates at once. Yeah, I can't do that. Like, really I'm... It's really nice to be back to just Trails. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I just... don't want to start another long thing. Like, it is it's especially, just... like, especially when I'm playing a Trails game, I literally want my attention yeah. on nothing else. Like, I remember last year I started The Outer Wilds and Trail Zero at the same time, thinking I could bounce both. Whoops. I still haven't played Outer Wilds. (laughs) Me neither. Which is a shame, because it looks great. Yeah, like, that is a game that I want to play at some point. I mean, 
maybe that'll be the next game I there play, but go. who knows? I I keep acquiring games without even having to buy them. Like, there's something on PlayStation yeah, Plus this month. They just kind of start falling in your lap at some point. Games have no fucking value now. You just, you, you subscribe to PlayStation Plus and, like, the humble thing, and it's like, okay, games just appear. Yeah. And I, and I go, I want to play that, and then you never do. Yeah, and you never do. Yeah, like, I can fell, gonna show up in your library, you're not gonna play it. I just warned you, hey, this is gonna show up in your library in a day, and it's not, you're never gonna play it. Yep. <laughs> but now you don't have to buy it, and then not ever There play you it. go, like, that's less of a burden on me this time. Less to think I, about. Less guilt. It's... It's weird, because I feel like once you buy a game, then you're going to play it, because there's more of that investment. Yeah, you have to. Oh, that's not, my, not the case for me. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, believe me, I definitely have a bunch of games that I bought and never played. Uh. But it, there's definitely more of an incentive there. Mm. I don't know. No, so, I, yeah, I got nothing else. Polly. All right. I guess I'll be closing. Take us home. Out. I'll take us home. I have actually played a video game. I know. Oh, shit. That, I know oh, that. Shit. I know that that probably sounds weird. Seeing as for the last two months, that is the last thing that I have wanted to do at all. Oh. So all I've brought to the podcast for two months was just anime shenanigans. But <laughs> we finally pulled out. We we finally pulled one out. We pulled out as well. Don't want to get pregnant. Um, <laughs> we finally got a video game that I wanted to play, and it is well, it's an old video game. Uh, it's a video game that I started playing back. God, let's see. When was the last time I tried? I probably tried to get back into this game maybe four-ish years ago. I got to a certain point, and then I had that Mary Skelter moment of, "Oh man, I'm not playing this right. I don't know what to do next. Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> but. This is a game where that can happen, I think. Uh, it's a game where you can overthink that that kind of thing, and then when you go yeah. back to it a few years later, you go, man, I was being an idiot. I just didn't... I, You know what? You just gotta trust the video game sometime. I am currently in the middle of basically finishing the new Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD remake. I feel like this is like... This is like an uh, HD slash port slash re-release <laughs> like it's, it's the third Shin Megami Tensei game I think it's a game that's like I think that this game's weirdly notorious because it's got a reputation as this super hard game that kind of overshadows any actual discussion about it so yeah, like yeah that's always obnoxious when I hear people talk about this game literally the only thing they talk about is the difficulty and I feel that they're overstating it a lot of the time now having played about 95% of the game now um, but anyway, uh, the uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 HD remaster. This is like a weird, low-effort re-release. Um, I'm going to hit you with all this stuff up yeah. front, because I think that this is worth mentioning up front. Because um, I've been kind of confused, because it's like, this is the game that got you back into playing video games after, like, two months. Yeah. But also, you keep going, this port isn't worth it, don't buy it. It's, I hesitate to call it like a remaster or a remake because you mm. don't get the feeling that much was done to earn the remaster tag is the mm. thing. Like, mm. there's a couple of quality of life changes and you can technically play every version of the game that was released because there were three of them. But if you're going to play this game and this is the only way that you have to play it, I'd honestly wait for some kind of sale. That's just my opinion on the remaster. 
Um, it's got nothing to do with like frame rate resolution. Like I just don't give any kinds of a shit about any of that garbage. Uh, but like when you look at this game's remaster versus what other remasters and remakes have done to like modernize or at least add value to the product they're putting out, Nocturne Remastered is probably like the least amount of effort I've ever seen put into one of these. And no, I don't give a shit that this was made in Unity. It still look, it still looks and feels fine. Um, but like considering, like 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 considering the fact that like this this remake is the, for the base game itself is fifty dollars. And that, that only gets you the Chronicle Edition, which is the version with Raido Kuzanoha from um, Devil Summoner. Um, you have to pay ten extra dollars to get the Maniacs version, which is the version with Dante. Um, and you, the PC is the only version where you get the original release of the game that didn't even have like the Fiends, the bonus characters, or the Amala Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and when you consider that to get all of the all of to get this game and all of its DLC is seventy dollars, <laughs> yeah, I feel like remasters coming with all the DLC is like that should be a standard. given. That should be but, a given. Like, I'm pretty sure the Mass Effect thing that just came out is everything, all three games and their DLC for like fifty bucks or whatever. Yep, maybe sixty. This so is like, again, yeah. This is one game where they are selling you. Like, the original PS2 version that was released here was the Dante version. That was the Maniacs mm-hmm. edition. Um, and also, like, this game does a terrible job at explaining what its versions are. So if you pick this game up on the PC, do not choose New Game. Choose New Game Chronicle. However, on the PS4 version, you have you just choose New Game, and that's the, that's the Chronicle version. Um, oh my god. Yeah, what so the- New Game on the PC version is Shin Megami Tensei 3 just as bare bones as it was released originally. And then there's Maniacs, which is the version we got with Dante, and then there's Chronicle, which is the Raido Kuzanoha version. So, choose either Maniacs or Chronicle if you are playing the PC version, or you will be getting the shortened version of the game. And I mention this because if you go to the Steam forums, like 40 to 50% of the topics are, where are the fiends at? I never ran into Matador. Like, well, guess what? You get to start, you get to play 20 hours a game again. Oh my god. I can't imagine, like, getting significantly far in and realizing you fucked up. Yeah, and, and, like, the title screen does nothing to explain the different versions or anything. There's no, like, this version is, like, the same game, but it's also got Dante as a secret character, as, as a character that is part of the story, or this version has this. It doesn't explain them in any way. It just, like, start new game. Start new game uh, with the with the Chronicles DLC, and when you think DLC, sometimes people think that's extra content, that's post game stuff. I don't want to do that right now. So when you jump into the new game on the PC version, and you just do boring ass new game. Whoops, that's just Shin Megami Tensei three. But they only did the Chronicles version on console. No, they they did the Chronicles version on all of them, but um, the 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 the. the the console versions do not have the original release. That's weird. Which is Japan only. Yeah. I think what okay. I think that that was done because the um 
the DLC has a bunch of skeletons for bosses. And in China, that's a no-no. So I think... Oh, my God. So I think <laughs> that if you were to go buy this game on the Chinese store, you can you, you get a version that only has just new game. Like, there is no Maniacs or, um, or Chronicle version. It's very weird. But, so, 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 to get that, plus all the helper DLC and stuff, is 70 bucks. I want you to stop and think about that for a moment and consider that Persona 4 Golden and Catherine are both 19.99 and launched at 19.99. Oh, that's so weird. It's like they know that this is like the the one for nerds. Yeah, <laughs> will buy, yeah, will buy yeah, more. yeah. And I, I, I am that nerd that bought it. I am, I sad bought the video game because I was not in a great mood and I was like, fine, I'll, I, I found a copy on Fanatical uh, that had all the DLC. And it only and I only paid fifty three bucks instead of seventy for hey, it. It was obviously the right call. That was the you. right call for me. And yep. again, this is me holding an L because I willingly <laughs> bought a port that is low effort. I overpaid. This is on me. But I, I I implore you that if you want to play this game, please wait for a sale. If you can't play the PS two version, yeah. just wait for a sale. One will happen. I promise you. Going over $60 is really egregious for yeah. a, a PS2 remaster. Especially for how freaking just bare bones yeah. this is. The only thing this added was there's a suspend a save feature where you can save anywhere, and then when you load the save, it deletes. <laughs> Who cares? And then um, there there's uh, they added a step to fusion where when you fuse a demon, it would normally just give you random abilities and you'd have to back out of the menu and dive back into the menu to re-roll to re the abilities. Now you can just press a button to select what abilities, abilities you want to inherit and that saves so much time because there's nothing, yeah. that's, there's nothing fun about that. It's just tedious and boring, stupid shit that yeah. doesn't need to be there. So, fine. That's a good quality of life improvement. Great job. Appreciate it's that. A, is that like the one... <laughs> That's the one, basically. Jesus, like that, like like if they put effort into anything, that is the one thing they put in that. But they, they put in the effort for is that. Uh, it, it is a big quality of life improvement. So, uh, my opinion on this thing as a whole is just like, yeah, it's not a great, re it's not a great remaster, it's not a great port. Um, wait for a sale. But what about the game? What about the game? What about the game? Where even you, you have a crummy, overpriced remaster, a very good mm -hmm. video game is going to shine, and that's what's going on here. Is that is this good, or is it just really, really hard? Uh, this is is really, that the really only thing about it is that it's very hard. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get to you in a second on that. Let's 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 take it from the top because there's a lot there's a lot of things that I like I'd like to talk about with this game because I think that like, yeah. I think right out of the gate. Uh, Nocturne is probably one of my favorite video game openings ever. Like, mm -hmm. it's such a good, tense build-up to um, the, 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 the kind of catastrophe that you know that is coming. Like, you get to name all of these characters, and then they're your friends, and then the fucking world ends! Mm -hmm. And then all of that, like, and then the way all of that comes back... And you've named all of your friends these characters, and the way you have to deal with that later—it's just real, real juicy shit. Um, but, but like in this opening, like everything about the world feels so—it's like it's already weird and suffocating. It's just generally like weird and off. And then like 
actual catastrophe happens and like those feelings like they, 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 it becomes more oppressive the environment like it gets way more dangerous um and 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 like it, the game like it's a game that's like it, it's dwelling in an almost like nihilistic post-apocalyptic mire but it's not like a game or a story that laments that idea uh, the general idea of, I mean, I guess I would just say, I would say, it's kill or be killed, kid! <laughs> uh, and that's kind of just the new way of the world now. And, like, sort of the um, the way they tell their story around that and sort of this the recreation of the world has a lot of real good change and stakes uh, happening. Um, something that I also feel is, 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 is a bit... Um, unusual for JRPGs, especially coming out at about this time, is it's got a very small cast of characters that are given speaking oh, I love lines. That. Uh, and they've all, they're all going through their own stories, and um, this is not a story that really dabbles much in, like, over-the-top drama or characters getting you know, these, these big like, persona-like moments. This is not a story that dwells on that. It's focused more on this big picture and telling, like, the the, the big world-changing story that has, like, real change and consequences and stakes. Um, and all that is sort of plays out as it's drip-fed to you between all of the dungeon crawling. And, it, like, it really feels like the perfect story for this game it, it was that it was trying to tell. And, like, I guess I really admire how snappy, straightforward, and it, but, but also super important. Like, anytime the game stops to give you a morsel of story, it feels impactful. Uh, even though it's just giving you these small two to five minute cutscenes of characters kind of going back and forth about like the ways that they want to reshape the world and their image and shit like that. It's like, it's all impactful and means something. So like when the game takes its time to like stop for a moment and talk to you, you, you know, it's not wasting its time to do that. Um, and, I, I just love that. I just yeah. love that kind of like where the focus it, here, we've got this really good, cool dungeon crawler game and then we're going to tell this cool story just like around the margins of that yeah like we're gonna and and make every bit of deliberate storytelling we're doing as evocative and useful and functional as we can yeah i love that when this game stops to put up a cut scene like i literally just put the controller down and like okay we're here like we're we're, we're getting into the we're getting into the thick of shit and it's really really cool it always feels super important uh, i also got to give a shout out to the voice acting uh, this mm -hmm. game did not originally have voice acting. Um, and it's interesting to me because I, I played through about half of this game without the voice acting and uh, the game's just got real great sound design. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's like immersing you in this really dark, kind of twisted and just very tense world with just its sound alone. And... The voice acting initially put me off because I was already used to this game feeling and sounding a certain way. Mm -hmm. But the voice acting is also very effing good. So it's adding a whole different kind of flavor. It's not the flavor that I prefer for this game, but it makes mm -hmm. it feel very different in a way that I was not expecting. Like, I've never... I can't think of many instances where I've played a game without voice acting and then played it with voice acting years later. And it kind of just be like this kind of makes things feel real different. 
um, and, and interesting, and 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 so like it's it's kind of two interesting flavors there. If you like, because you could turn the voices off if you want, and it'll kind of get you back to how the game felt originally. Bare bones. Yeah, yeah. More bare classic style yeah and 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 i've kind of like i've dabbled with both over the course of my playthrough and i've found that like um like like and even gone back and compared some scenes like just go back and run the scene again but with voice acting it's like oh like these people really sound like they care about this script and they're really making these characters shine in a way that despite the fact that there's not a lot of emotional attachment to them the way that they're sort of presenting their side of things and the way that they're interacting with you and and their reasons for doing the things they're doing really really come across so that that's really really good shit um so yeah like i i I think most people will probably want to play it with voice acting and i don't think that that's the wrong i don't think there's any wrong way to approach it like if you want to play it with voice acting or you want to play it without it's fine i kind of just prefer it without because i think the sound design kind of makes the world work uh, a little better for me. Uh, so, um, but what about the important part? The part where everybody talks about the game being too hard and it's the most <laughs> insurmountable thing ever. It's just, yeah, like, it's dungeon Juicy crawling. dungeon crawler. It's Juicy du- dungeon crawler. <laughs> it's, dun- it's dungeon crawling. It's demon recruiting. It's demon fusing. You know, you're putting together your own little army to slay gods, basically. Um <laughs> And, yeah, like, this is supposedly the hardest JRPG ever. And, like, I, I, I will admit that it is a harder RPG. It is in no way insurmountable or as, like, impossible or inscrutable as people make it sound like. And maybe that's just my own... Um, maybe that's my own experience talking. Like, because I've played Persona 3, 4, and 5. I've played Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2. Maybe that's just me. I've played Shin Megami Tensei. And many, many other Dungeon Crawlers. And Etrian and, Odyssey. And Etrian and Odyssey. And, and, <laughs> and, and Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey. Like, okay, maybe I... Labyrinth I've, of Toho 2. Yeah, Labyrinth of Toho 2. Maybe I've got a little more experience. I don't think that there's anything in this game that you can... Like, like, listen, this, listen. We got a certified badass here. It's fine. It's, it's true. You are you are a certified dungeon crawler <laughs> expert and aficionado and connoisseur, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't detect if something is impossible or sure. bad or not. Like right. Yeah. I think that I don't think that there is a way to play this game and be ter- like and be terribly bad at it and not be able to learn how to correct your mistakes like yes you are strained for resources for a lot of this game and that just makes sense in a post-apocalyptic setting like you're gonna have to chew through items that you're probably trying to save for the end of the game if you want to live like you're gonna want to like you're gonna have to like make tough fusing decisions because you have to rebuy your demons and they're expensive if you fuse them away like it can put you a little on edge i understand that um, like the boss fights, like there's, there's some boss fights that I feel maybe a little more puzzly than others, but like, I, I didn't feel that they were insurmountable or you couldn't figure out what was going on. Like the only, like the legitimate one difficulty spike I found with this game. And I think that it's like the most, like, and you've heard about it already. All I got to do is say Matador and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like there are literally hundreds of guides if you are stuck on Matador and it is not hard to get over that. Like, and even then, once you get past him, like, I've not really seen anything that, like, unless it's super puzzly, like, like, there's, like, one boss fight you have to fight on a full moon, uh, because you can't see its shadow. Um, that's the only... Oh, 
And then if you're Polly, you have to update your yeah, graphics video yeah, card to, to see the shadow. Yeah, that was that was a real fun thing to run into at late at night was not be, not being able to see that shadow during the fight because my graphics driver needed updated. Um, I feel like I feel like I've um, had this arc already because I played I played Strange Journey, but I also played um, SMT4, mm-hmm. and like the first ten hours of that game, it's like a very tense, high stakes dungeon crawl. And then at the very end of it is just a really, really fucking hard fight, the Minotaur. Yeah. And I, like, was like, oh, this is really hard. I tried it a few times, and then I fiddled my fusions, and I grinded a little bit, and I filled with the fusions some more, and then I fought them again, and then I barely won at the skin of my teeth. And I was yeah. like, that felt really good. That's That was really how, fun. Yeah, like, and, and, and it's just like, I feel that, like, Maybe there are a lot of maybe there are a few bosses where you've got to like adjust your loadout or you've got to like dive balls deep into fusing and just reconfigure your whole team. Like, but I never felt at any point that when I had to do that, that the decisions that I made locked me into something where I would never be able to recover from or that it hurt me in the long run. Like, mm-hmm. like, like I, I've literally had to stop a few times and be like, okay, this boss is beating my ass and I, I just don't like. I need stronger demons. Like, the thing that you've got to get over in Shin Megami Tensei is getting attached to demons, I think. I think that that's what a lot of people do, because when I see a lot of people Mm -hmm. play these games, their main character will be, like, level 60, but their demons will be, like, 20 levels behind. And the thing you've Mm -hmm. got to learn, the thing you've got to remember about Shin Megami Tensei is demons are expendable. You're, you are, Pokemon. Yeah, like you are meant to be tossing <laughs> these things into fusions like every five or ten levels because the new the the new demons that you fuse not only inherit the skills that you're going to pass down, they also come stacked with those newer higher level skills that you'll need to make your fights easier going forward. So I think, and also I, I think a lot of people are just not used to like actual dungeon crawlers or yeah. game or like this is a game like you said the story is told around the margins the meat of the game is these dungeons so like this is one like you can play a lot of rpgs and have the fighting be never see a game over screen have the fighting just be like candy candy for your brain filler um and then you get to the next story and that's what you're actually there for yeah if this was like that it would be shitty because there's very little story yeah so the the fighting has to be really meaty and have, make you think, and you need to have game over sometimes. Yeah, like, and then try things in a different way. As mean as this game is, as people say that it is, getting as deep as I have, I expected to have a death count way higher than I do, and a lot of the deaths mm-hmm. have been my own stupid fault. Getting petrified and thinking, nah, these enemies, I I will be able to take these enemies out before they get a chance to attack my main character. Oops, oh no, I'm dead. (laughs) I feel like with you, um, I feel like with you, like, we, the big thing that makes you mad or, like, gets you saying something, saying stuff is, like, when something is communicating really poorly. Yeah. And it sounds like just across the board, even when things are hard, it's being very clear about what it, what it's... Yeah, what its expectations are, what the rules are. Like the thing I was complaining about earlier was like where every puzzle was me not understanding the rules of the scene and me getting frustrated because of that. This is just, it's demanding, but it's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, And like the only thing that I really have an issue with this game, and this is like, (laughs) this is Shin Megami Tensei on the whole. It just runs Mm -hmm. in Shin Megami Tensei DNA is when the dungeon designers run out of ideas or cool gimmicks for a dungeon. They resort mm-hmm. to good old-fashioned, uh, basically just gimmicks that make you lose progress and have to backtrack for two minutes. 
Because mm-hmm. how would I know that there's a hole there when the when the floor on the ground uh, around me is all solid and I just fall through a hole ten floors down? Like, Oof. that's... Aww. That shit, it always feels shitty. I don't care if it's my favorite game ever. Like, that's always going to be a shitty dungeon design for, for me. Like, um... Mm-hmm. Or, or door mazes, teleporter mazes. Teleporters. Like, it's yeah, literally love. just, there's like a, there's an entire fucking dungeon dedicated to nothing but teleporter mazes. And like, for two parts of it, it's kind of clever because you can climb a tower and you can see where you're not supposed to go. And then you have to go back to that area and put it like into perspective about you were looking at it from the west. Okay. So you need to, tor- you need to you orient your view oh, to cool. the Orient your view to the west, and you will get out of here if you just follow the, the directions that you observed. And then, in the final part of that, they just take away your ability to see that for no reason. So then it becomes a shitty guessing game of just walk into this teleporter. Oh, no, wrong one. Go back. And that that's shitty. That's shitty design. Um, yeah, but that's just, like, ingrained wizardry. Yeah. Like, in the DNA of in the dungeon crawler, yeah, genre like that is dungeon. Is like you shit. will, you will probably find that kind of crap in any dungeon crawler you play. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like it's just so, like, but I just think that like there's nothing interesting or fun about that. Yeah. Uh, it's a large part of the reason of why I quit DDS too. Is that it's just like mm-hmm. all the dungeons. Like I did three dungeons in a row that were that, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is enough. Uh, but is. It, is- is the idea that you're supposed to be mapping it out on paper and it's harder when it's teleporters? No, because you've got a you've got an auto map. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so like it maybe just... it makes sense on in like classic in like yeah, classic like, dungeon and, crawlers yeah, where you, like, it is a puzzle. Yeah, but... but but now it's just literally it's just a guessing game, and a lot of the times it, like you don't even know the teleports are going to happen. Like there was one where it's just literally like I walked through a door and I am immediately teleported to just random nonsensical places, and it's like. This isn't fun or interesting. This is just literally I have to guess and keep guessing wrong until I find a correct path. Mm-hmm. And when it's like a 10-second animation for me to teleport out and then back oh, in, and they're also funny. throwing random encounters at you, you get real frustrated. <laughs> so the game yeah. is not immune. It does that a few times. Um, but so far, the final dungeon uh, has been re- a really nice kind of meaty set of puzzles and challenges where like it's actually kind of like it's communicating itself properly and what you have to do where it's just like you know simple navigation like move these blocks up and down so that you have a bridge or you can go under them things like that like okay that's fine i can deal with that as a as a good dungeon design but when you when you resort to shitty fucking teleporter mazes and doors it's just like yeah that's that's not fun. that's the least amount of fun anybody could have with a video game is just losing <laughs> progress like and that's just the whole point it's just like go lose progress for two minutes like that's not fun that's nothing interesting about that if you want to do a teleporter maze and like this game actually has instances where it does this where it will have a teleporter maze but it's contextualized and there's logic behind it and you know why things are behaving the way they are so you can figure a way out but when it's just Mm. literal guessing fuck off i hate this i will guide the shit out of this (laughs) i love my favorite was when you searched the rest of the guide to make yep. sure the word teleporter yep. didn't show up again. Yep. yep, and I also looked for the word warp just to make sure that they weren't clever just... and used another and used another term. It's very funny. Um, 
But, uh, just to kind of wrap all this up, like, the bottom line is, like, I think that, like, uh, Nocturne, like, all these years later, is still, like, incredibly resonant. Um, mm-hmm. Its atmosphere and world, like, are still just, like, really fucking cool and striking. Like, I still love the visual style, uh, everything about it. And the systems still feel flexible and fun enough that it's not, like, I don't think that there's just, like, one right way to play the game. Even though, like, everybody will tell you there's only one way to play this game. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe some things are balanced, you know, to be more powerful than others, but I don't think the fact... I don't think that you have to fucking play the game that way in order to finish it. Like, that would be stupid. Um, And, like, the other goalpost people... (laughs) The other... The other goalpost people will do is that, like, oh, well, you're playing it on normal. You should play it on hard. And, like, dude, hard is literally just you take double damage and everything costs three times the amount that it would normally cost. Like, that is literally, that is literally the worst type of hard mode you could put, you could conceive. It's the laziest, shittiest fucking hard mode. Get out of my face. Because that was a thing that I saw, like, like when people, like, when this came out and people started streaming it, there were just, every stream that I looked at, somebody would pop in, like, why aren't you playing on hard? Like, because I fucking value my free time? Because I want to actually have fun with the video game? That's, uh, that's such a big 50% more damage. 50% like. more damage. Just straight up. Like, it's not even, like, stat-based. It's just, here's the damage formula. It's just doubled. It's doubled when it comes to you taking damage. That either sounds, like, impossible or just completely miserable. It's misery. It's misery. And yeah. the fact that everything in shops costs three times the amount. That includes the demon compendium when you have to rebuy your demons to after you fuse them away. And those things are not cheap. Like, the most amount of money I've had in this game it w- was 200,000 maca. And that's just because I found two chests in a fucking... Um, uh, in a fucking optional dungeon that each had a hundred thousand maca in them. So yeah, like <laughs> fuck out of here if you want people to play this on hard. I don't think anybody should play this on hard if you're trying to actually enjoy yourself. It just sounds like utter misery to try and slog through this game, taking double damage. Oh, and you can't run away from battles. Even w- even with instant run abilities that let you run away, they just disable it. Ouch. So so you are forced to fight every encounter this game throws at you, and sometimes it will be a dick and just throw an encounter at you one step later. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I, people that want you to play this it's game. It's moving. Yeah, like... It's gamer the, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was another take that I saw that, like, now that more people are playing Nocturne and discovering that, oh, wait, it's not insurmountable. Well, it's not a real Shin Megami Tensei game like 1, 2, and 4. Like, excuse me? <laughs> what is... Like, what is this fucking goalpost shit that keeps happening? <laughs> like, suddenly people are playing your little niche obscure game realizing, wait a minute... It's actually not the most difficult, inscrutable, and insurmountable video game ever. I can play it, and I'm doing very well at it. Uh-oh, suddenly you're not the hardcore gamer you wanted everybody to think you were anymore. Oh, no! Oh, God. What, why, why, are, why are gamers like this? God! 
Ugh. That's a very good question. So, yeah. Like, like I think that, like, the quality of life stuff does make this... It does make a big difference. Like, like just the ability to select what skills you want to inherit on your demons. It, it, it's, uh, it takes such a headache out of everything. Uh, because when you're trying to re-roll as many as four skills on one demon... Think about that. You have to go out of that... Like, when you are when you are dealing with, like, a list of, like, 16 skills that can be inherited, and you okay. just want four? You want four specific ones? I, oh. like, the most I ever did is I rolled, a, a, like, my, my, my big final Persona and Persona 4, I spent 90 minutes re-rolling its skills to get the skills that I wanted. <laughs> That is oh, the only time. Oh, that's brutal. That is the only time I ever did that, and it was fucking Persona Four, a piss baby easy game. Why was <laughs> I doing this? And it's not like you don't pay money or anything to re-roll, do you? No, no. You just back so out of the menu. Just, and, <laughs> it's just it's just an RNG time sink. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's rough. So having that button that you could just press triangle or Y and just like go into a menu and be like, yeah, I want these four skills. It saves yeah. so much time. Like, it's absolutely, like, I think that that is an absolutely worthwhile thing, and it's so fucking, like, it's such a bummer that it's behind such, like, like a $50 fucking remake of, it, of this. Yeah, like, like, I love this game to pieces. I'm gonna probably finish it, and I don't see, I don't, like, I'm, like, literally in the final dungeon. I fought, like, the first major boss there, and it was amazing. Uh, so Excellent. I'm so I'm expecting a lot of really good, amazing boss fights in my future towards finishing this game. Um, Did you finish this one back in the day? No, I got uh, oh. no, I got to Exciting. a point. I got to a point where uh, I can't like. I think it was like the sisters fight um, uh, in the obelisk. I think that's as far as I got. And I got like I did. I just felt like oh great, I have to grind, and I just really didn't stop and think. No, I could probably just fuse my way out of this with some new demons. It's sort of the Mary Skelter thing, where it's just like play a little more and trust the video game. It'll get you there, uh, and that's what happened basically. Is like, okay? I got because I was dreading that fight of getting there. It was like oh no, here we go. Please don't roadblock me. And I literally just like I creamed it the first time I got there. Like oh okay, never mind. I'm I'm just playing the video yeah. game good now. <laughs> <laughs> you playing good. But it's, like, this game, it, like, don't let people try to scare you away from what is, like, I think probably one of the best PS2 RPGs uh, out there. Uh, and it's just, like, it's such a shame that it's being kind of repackaged this way. Uh, but if this is the only way you can play it, like, yeah, by all means, like, give it a go. If you were looking for a real solid, meaty, dungeon-crawly experience that you're going to feel real accomplished when you when you do good, you might feel a little bit of defeat when you make dumb decisions like me and think that, you know, you're you know, get a little full of yourself, feeling yourself a little bit. Gonna, uh, but this game, like, I don't think that it is nearly as mean as people make it out to be. I think that it's also just a super compelling narrative. It's got a great visual style going on. Um, just like awesome. Er yeah, yeah. Um, hey, maybe Shin Megami Tensei is good. Yeah, turns out Shin Megami Tensei is pretty good. I I've not played four, and I can't get any consistent fucking thoughts on that game. <laughs> like nobody, you like will never find them. No, like I will talk to one. I will talk to one person. They were like, "Yeah, it's so fucking good." And then, like, literally ten seconds later, it's a fucking trash fire. So I, I ended up a sequel. And that then, has a confusing name. Yeah, oh, Apocalypse, right. yeah, Apocalypse, which is just like 
I, I, they, they, it's the same way with Apocalypse. Like, one person I know is just like, yes, this made SMT4 good. And then the other person is, it totally shit on everything good about SMT4. <laughs> I, I remember this game because it came up twice on the Game of the Decade list. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Apocalypse is a different game? What? Yeah. It's real weird shit. So, like, I'm probably going to check out 4 at some point. I don't know when. But, yeah, I'll probably have to give it a look now. Because five's coming out on November 11th. Wait, what? That got leaked. Yeah, apparently, no- apparently November 11th is when SMT five is coming out, and they're doing a global release for that. Oh, how cool! I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. They were so tight-lipped about it. Yeah, they've been tight-lipped ever since they announced it. Kind of the meme had be- sort of become that, like, oh, this is just literally never happening. Basically, interesting. Cool. Well, I'm glad to. I'm. I'm excited to see more of that. That's nice. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm. Like. Yeah. I, I hadn't been too excited about anything coming out, and it was just like you, my ears perked up when I saw. Like, wait a minute. SMT five mm-hmm. is coming out this year. Huh. Okay. 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 That's gonna be right around Trails time if they announce another Trails localization. <laughs> oh. Oh no. <laughs> gonna be pulled in so many directions. It might actually be a good time to like video games. <laughs> I feel like it's just, especially with the big RPG series, the ones that come out with an annual game, mm-hmm. you just can't keep up with all of them. I've done it so far with Trails, so. But I mean, I mean, you can't keep up with all of them. You can have like the one or two you I care have, about, right? But you can't play all the Atelier games. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, like it's so weird. Is that it's like I want, like I can't play Atelier two at all because it's already fucking out of print. So fuck off. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ugh. Much as I like, as I was like, oh, I was actually, I was actually super interested in looking at Rise of Two. Like I was really, but now I, can, I literally can't find mm. it anywhere for under a hundred bucks. I'm like, well, fuck that. And I'm not, mm. and I'm not going to be that I mean, person that only buys digital. So, mm. and, and the and the PC versions of those games are apparently just real shit. So, Ugh. oh no, that's what I was going to play. I'm yeah. trying to brute force it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But yeah, like SMT but Nocturne. I, ju- is... I just mean like yeah. There's just so many games coming out. It's just overwhelming. Really? Because like I think the only things I'm looking forward to right now are obviously SMT Five. Uh, I want to play Unmetal uh, and Scar and Scarlet Nexus. Uh, that's coming out at the end of the month. But I don't think I I'm think get it. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get it day one. But I think it's for me. It's like when when something like Trails is like a month commitment. Mm-hmm. Start stuff starts piling up real quickly when you have a bunch of those extremely long game commitments. Yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. if we played Final Fantasy XIV. Imagine. Oh, imagine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that's what Ify does. She yeah. only plays Falcom in f- yeah. fourteen. Like she's living her like, best life. You, yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. I'm just, I'm just saying that's the compromise you have to make, and it's mm-hmm. not one me and John are willing to make, where we kind of want to play fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't. I couldn't fucking play. I couldn't dedicate like that either to an MMO, honestly. Yeah. Um, but to wrap my, no, to yeah, wrap things up, works. I'm just like to 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 to, to wrap things up. Yeah, like uh, I, I I like Nocturne a lot. Um, like like this game's kind of it's given me everything I wanted narratively, uh, gameplay wise. Like you know, even despite the fact that like me we we had some we had some struggles with some dungeons. We got a little we got a little angry. Had some, we had some, we had some Twitter thoughts. We got Twitter fingers. Um, 
but uh, yeah, Nocturne like. Despite the fact that this 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 remaster slash remake is is really bare bones, you cannot you can't hide the really amazing experience that's hiding underneath it uh, at all. Like it just shines too bright. It's too good of a video game cool. to be ignored. And yeah, so if you get a chance, awesome. I have one last yeah. One last question. Is this the one with the music fuckery and you had to download a mod? So, yeah. Another part of this being kind of a bad port. <laughs> a bad port slash remake, kind of maybe a little lazy, is that the PS2 version's uh, uh, music is very, very compressed. It kind of sounds bad. Um, and <laughs> they released it just the same for this remaster. They didn't change the music. Despite the fact that they are using Unity and these assets could have been easily injected, which they were three hours after this port was released on Steam. Um, Fucking wild. The fact that they did not work with cleaner audio, like, even that is something they could have done to have, like, taken a little bit of the oof out of, you know, paying what I paid for this. Um, the fact that people like were yeah. able to inject those those high quality music tracks in in under three hours is just bonkers That's to me. Wild. Like it's just come on, y'all. Like you, like like apparently like the Catherine and Persona Four ports were do- like were really well done. Like and, and like this game in particular is one that I feel that needed. Like, they could have benefited from that kind of shine. It could have benefited from. Having yeah. a new coat of paint, having that high quality audio, having a few more bells and whistles. This is the game that I would want to have that. Like this is like look at what they did. Look at what Square did for Saga Frontier. It's fucking I mean, that wild. Feels like the absolute like gold standard. That's the gold for standard. Good that's called <laughs> that's called absolutely for Saga Frontier. Saga Frontier is the shining fucking example I have to make of. You need to show that you actually fucking care about the thing that you're putting out. And, like, I don't get that from this, unfortunately. Despite the fact that no. it is a, despite the fact that it is a good fucking game that I'm just enjoying the hell out of. Like, the, the port mm. itself is shameful. The music, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you have a Sega behind you. It's just, you. it runs the... And that's it. Yeah, like we we did it. You know, we 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 got it to the finish line. Everybody, we got we got it to the finish line, wow. and that that's about it's, all it's like, we can do. It be sounds bothered. like the it sounds like the essential goodness has not been. Yeah, yeah. the essential. It's just but like yeah. could have been goodness that you want beyond that. Yeah, like there's obviously because I more... guess if you're playing the console version, yeah, if you're playing the console one, you're not going to be able to download high quality music mod and shit like that. No, yeah, like, you're, you're going to, do, like, unless they ever patch that, which I don't see that ever happening. Like, the like this this game was apparently a fucking disaster when it launched in Japan. Uh, and they had to spend, like, two uh, months patching it to get it to where it is now. Um, oof. Because, oof. Uh, yeah, apparently the, the performance, like, on launch uh, and crashes were just abysmal, and they actually managed to get it fixed. Like, I've not had a single crash uh, or anything, so... I guess that's at least good. It doesn't I crash. Mean, that's, that's rough, though. Performance issues on a PS2 game. Yeah. It just, yeah, it, it's just kind of wild to me that a company uh, with this much renown and with the kind of, like, with the power of Sega behind them couldn't do at least a little better. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just glad that it sounds like I can play this yeah. instead of fiddling with the PS2. You will later. be 100% fine playing through this. I've played it's... through the PC version entirely with mm-hmm. no issues whatsoever. Because with the, with the PS2 emulator stuff, it's sort of like, what if I run into an issue 40 hours yeah. in? Yeah. Uh, that's, the, that's the doom. Yeah. That's the death. death that's, the, that's the scary thing. Also, this game. That scares me also, of actually wanting to play Xenoblade X. I feel like this game's uh, 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 length is maybe overstated a lot. Like, I'm at the, oh, end, of the, I'm at the end of the game at 36 hours. Oh, that's nice to hear. And, and I've done... I did a shitload of the optional stuff. I went. To, I did all of the. Oh, cool. uh, I did all of the Amala Labyrinth without doing the final boss because I'm not doing true demon ending. Uh, but I did go. I did finish all five Kalpas. So and that's like probably five hours of extra content. So this game is actually a lot more breezy. Nice. Oh, how nice. I've. This is one of like eight or so. Eight or nine games that I've had like on a on a list yeah. to play since. Yeah. Probably like ninth grade. Oh no! Oh, God. <laughs> wow. It's like it's like this and Vagrant Story and like a couple others. I've just been like, yeah, I'm gonna play that at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play that at some point. Someday. 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 Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, you gotta play that. Oh man, <laughs> that game's real Someday. good. It's only been ten. It's been twelve years or so <laughs> of wanting to. I will. God. You'll get there. You'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> Ah, oh, life is good. Uh, life is good. Video, that video really games. To, that was really fun to hear about. Video games are good sometimes. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen after this? I don't know that this is going to be what launches me into playing more video games again. But hey, I have Worlds in Club to look forward to. Okay, I was going to say, do you have anything lined up? Yeah, like, I got I got Worlds in Club, but I think I'm going to save that for after the dental thing, so I can just be like, oh. I can just chill in bed and play a video game because I got because yeah. I got it for Switch. Nice. I'm excited to play Uehime, but I want to finish Trails first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't jump into Uehime with with something else. That's a lot of reading. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess if nobody else has got anything else to talk about, we're going to go ahead and kick ourselves out of your ear holes. For the rest of the the time, it's over. We quit. I'm kidding. (laughs) But... We'd like to thank you all, of course, for coming out and giving us a listen. If it's your first time here, thanks for stopping by. If you're a long-time listener, we love you. Smooches. Mwah. Lots of hugs. All that fun stuff. Uh, John Fire. Please tell the internet at large where they can find you. Farawaytimes.itch.io. At the end of... I'm still um, throwing together um, a Facet 3 release that'll have an easy mode and um, and a book. Oh, nice. Ooh. So that's end of, around the end of July. I think July 24th is the three-year anniversary. So I'm oh, shooting for that. Oh, going for that, huh? Nice, nice. I know. Nice to have, like, a date fixed to that, because I've not heard anything so far, but now you're, like, tying it to another another anniversary date. The same way we did. It makes me happy. The same way we did it afterwards. Yep. <laughs> happy accident like there, fucking though. Fucking nerds. <laughs> Rats, where can the internet find you? <laughs> I'm on someone's Twitter feed and they literally post nothing but Hibiki. I've scrolled back like five months, so that's where I am. So that's that's where you're at. <laughs> Crunchyroll.com slash Simplegear. Hey, Rhett, how was that feet stream, by the way? I didn't watch that. I don't subscribe to her anymore. Well, oh, what, is she too weird for you now? I mean, she does also talk in Japanese. There's only so much I can 
glimmer out of those. Yeah. But I did I did check it out, and it was indeed feet pics from viewers, and I tuned out. Why the? F- Apparently, this is not even the first time she's done it. Oh Jesus! What is Someone that? was just like, "Oh, Hachima's doing another foot stream." Oh, good, man. What is <laughs> man? Whatever. All right. We will catch you next episode, whenever that will be. Oh, uh, boy, yeah. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.